professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big Dumb, Big Guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. I am the Big Guy, Ryback. And this week, I am bringing on, we got Dr. CEO of Body Hacks, best-selling author. He is Smashworks on Instagram. The man has come into my life at the perfect time. He's been of tremendous benefit to me. I've been wanting to get him on here for weeks for you guys to just pick his brain and to talk to him live on this show. Trevor Bachmeyer, what's going on? What's up, my man? Dude, I'm so stoked to be here. I'm this pumped up just talking to you. I'm all like jacked up. I'm drinking my wake-up unlimited energy, and I'm trying to contain Dude. myself. Listen, I'm going to have to get some of that because all I have is a water. That's not helping me at all right now. <laughs> Are you a big caffeine guy at all or no? You know what? I'm all about caffeine. Me, same here, man. I, I, when people sit there and they drop bombs about caffeine and they say it's bad for you, I always go, listen, take a look at decaf. Yep. Let me help you out. That is just chemistry right there. It is yeah. a nightmare. They have to extract that from the bean. Yep. You know, so give me a break, man. Just put the caffeine in. You're not You're not hurting yourself. Unless no. Unless you're doing... It's like anything. If you're stupid with what you're taking yeah. in, you're going to get hurt. But just take – it's fine, man. I wrote that about – I talked about that because I was over-consuming when WWE. They, they feed you caffeine because you're going on so sure. little sleep. And I was yeah, doing yeah. thousands of milligrams and didn't realize it. And I oh. – I, they don't you – don't, you don't, they don't tell you what's in that, like the caffeine content in a lot of things. Right. They're becoming a lot better about it now, I noticed, though. But then I finally – I realized like four to 500 milligrams is kind of the, the, the healthy area for humans – or three yeah. to five hundred. It kind of varies depending on your tolerance, and so Size I of cut the back. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Metabolic metabolic rate too. Like there's so many variables, right? Yeah. That's what's so weird is like the even a pharmaceutical company or a supplement company, right? I love yep. when people go supplements. They're not regulated. No, they're not controlled. There's yeah. a difference. Yep. You know, there's there's plenty of labs out there that are testing the shit out of this stuff. Oh, they're yeah. just not controlled by a governing body that says you can or you can't. You know, which yeah. I think gives them a lot more freedom to actually do more good than harm yeah. versus the pharmaceutical companies where all they do is f your shit and then try and convince you yeah. that you're getting a benefit. But they try and fit everybody in these bell curves, right? And they say, listen, you're supposed to fit in between point A and point B. Yeah. Well, listen, we can compare you and I. Okay, if you looked at us, we're both bald. We both have a beard. Okay, great. That's where it ends. Yeah. We're totally different people, yeah. which means what helps you or what harms you is going to be different than what helps and harms me. So it's very frustrating when they go, you should be, and then they fill in the, the, the blank, this, when that doesn't, like some people go, well, this didn't work for me, or they went, holy shit, this worked too much. Yeah. I've been on the too much end of it with, uh, I went to the hospital and I was going through cancer and they gave me morphine. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, uh, like I went in, I was going through chemo, all this nightmare, and I had this crazy reaction. So they rushed me to ER and they gave me morphine. And I said to the lady, to the nurse, I said, listen, I am very, very sensitive to narcotics, very, very sensitive to, to morphine. Yep. You got to use half the dosage on me because yeah. they base it on surface area, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for you, surface area is like the globe. So <laughs> you got the surface area, right? So they base it on surface area, and she starts loading the the uh, the line off of the syringe, right? She hits the, the plug and starts loading it in. And all of a sudden, it feels like somebody's standing on my chest, and I go, you need to stop. 
And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, you'll be fine, honey. You'll be fine. I go, you don't understand. You need to stop or I'm not going to breathe. Yeah. So I'm going to go into respiratory arrest. Man. And she goes, no, nothing happens like that in this hospital. You'll be fine, honey. And I just lost my And I go, stop. You're not listening to the patient, yeah. which is the problem. Right. Same experience in, in Tampa when I broke my ankle and leg. They, the doctor, they did a bunch of nerve damage and they kept, I kept screaming. I was getting electrocuted in my leg when I woke up. They, the surgery was horrible. They kept pumping me full of morphine for a whole day there until the next day and giving me pills. And the morphine, no. the morphine was making me, I want like angry because I wasn't reacting well to it, but they weren't listening to me. They just kept trying to knock me out. And it was a huge ordeal. And it was, uh, man. Horrible incident, and it was. I was lucky it, it went the way that it did. But I, I feel you. We're all different. All that. It's just. It's, it's it's like everything, right? People have to understand that. Like we don't fit a mold. The one thing that we fit is we are human. Yeah. The end. That's it. And there's a wide range it. of us, and it's like the diets so where much. one person finds a diet, and then they become really judgmental on all the other diets. Right. It's, and I mean, God bless all the diets. Yeah. But the bottom line is, you know what? What diet works? Whatever one you commit to. Yep. Right? It's that simple. Yeah. You know, by the way, I the connection got a little staticky there for a second, so I hope we didn't lose anything. Nope, sound, everything was it good. You're up. all right. Okay, yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Right. No, yeah. man. It's uh I wanted I wanted to bring you on though, and, and with our listeners. I came across that Dr. Sue Mortar and her book, The Energy Codes, it really there was a shift in my mindset because years ago the book The Secret, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. It, yeah. I, my buddy gave it to me when I was at my lowest point in life, when I was released from WWE, when I was like 25 years old, that yeah, book yeah. kind of got me back on the right track in that I was really negative and, and from wrestling and some things that happened and got me on track. And then I got to WWE and I had some really bad things happen to me with the company that I loved in my career there, there were some highs and some lows, but I'd harbored some negative feelings. And I, and sure. I just, I had a really bad three years here as far as my back and my shoulder. I left wrestling because I was extremely hurt. I needed a five disc fusion on my L1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And I needed a shoulder replacement from, and they were giving me cortisone in the shoulder and tore it all for my back to keep me going up there. Sure. And I did a lot of damage. And when I left, I walked away and left millions of dollars on the table in the prime of my career. And sure. I wanted to start my nutrition company while I was there and write my book, my motivational book. And I wanted to do a podcast because I wanted wrestling fans to know there was a lot more to me. I got hit with all this stuff though, the health, and I had to lay low for a while. I had to shut down while focusing on my business, but I found that I had a negative mindset towards some things. And one of those things was social media and how I was sure. approaching it. This book woke me up completely, shifted to my mindset. I was like, man, I have the ability to help people and make people feel good. And in return, it makes me feel good doing that. And I'd kind of turned my back to all the good people. And not on purpose. And I didn't change. I was always a good person still. Sure. But I was focusing on the bad too much. And that book kind of just, it woke me up. I started focusing on all this good. And all of a sudden, I find you. Where I come across Smashworks on, on YouTube first. And yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. You are a wizard on the things that you do. And the, the, the body hacks and the, the lacrosse Thanks, balls, the man. softballs and the bands. And then I find your Instagram and the, the, the one, the softball for the QL muscle on my back. So I've had four yeah. stem cells on my back. My, they've regrown my disc. I don't need a fusion. My pain though, Trevor, nice. I still had really, really bad muscular pain. And I would wake up sure. in the morning and I would like to carry my dog down the stairs because she's had back issues. And I, <laughs> I felt like an old man. 
And I was like, am I ever going to be able to wrestle again? And I honestly, I wanted to believe that I could, but I didn't know deep down. I was like, my body is completely up. I don't think I could ever do this again. And I was scared because I, I wasn't ready to leave yet. And I come across you and I start looking at your post. I see that one softball thing for your low back to QL muscle where you lift up the leg. And I've done a softball before on my back, yeah. but I never did the leg deal with, with activating the hip flexors and shutting yeah. off. And yeah, reciprocal inhibition. Shut I woke up the next day and I go, holy shit. I, I like, I woke up without pain for the first time in probably five years. And I said, <laughs> awesome. and I go, and I go, I go, what the, what the hell is it? There's no way this was the fix of all my problems on top of the stem cells <laughs> for the disc. I do it every day, two or three times a day. Um, I yeah. do the lacrosse ball for my shoulder because I have my shoulder. I, I they, all my cartilage got eaten away from the cortisone. Yeah. So I'm dealing, oh, I'm yeah, still, sure. still, and I got some questions for you on that, but Please I just want to give you, a, whatever you want, a huge thank you it, it, to me. And this is so cool about social media that we have the ability to do good and you, you do so much good. And like, I highly recommend everyone to follow you because Thanks, not only you're a positive dude, high energy dude, we need more of that, but you're actually phys- you're helping people and you firsthand Thanks, of man. like, you've taken away all my back pain. And it's to me, oh, it's just like, cool, man. it's no, uh, yeah, it, it's what inspired you to start doing this, to just start putting out this content. So that's, that's great. So, um, I'll go back a little bit. So my dad, I always say it this way and it always catches people off guard, but my dad died because of bad shoulders. Right. So wow. it's, it's, there's more to the story yeah. than that, but he had, he, he was an athlete his whole life. He was a school teacher, pastor, you know, and, and then he used to ride his, his 10 speed old school tape on the handlebars, you know, 10 speed yep. hunched over this thing. And my dad was a big old German dude. He was like you, like he yeah. was a big guy. And, and he, I mean, imagine him hunched over a 10 speed, right? Riding <laughs> all the way to work, all yeah. the way back. It's just not, it doesn't work. And, and so he'd play soccer and squash and he beat the out of himself. He didn't know what a warm up was. So he wound up getting like chewed up shoulders and he got just brutal shoulder pain. Well, being a stubborn German, he didn't listen to his son, the doctor. He listened to the doctor he went to go see. And um, he wound up getting, the doctor said, just take Tylenol. Whenever yeah. it hurts, just take Tylenol. So my dad wound up taking 12 to 15 Tylenol a day. Oh, no. So, he, yeah, he died of end-stage liver disease. Uh. You know, I still remember, I still remember driving home from one of my clinics and getting a phone, because this is a phone call. I still remember driving home from one of my clinics, and it was my mom, and my mom was at the hospital, and she says, hey, you know, your dad wants to talk to you for a second. Now, my dad went into the hospital, and four months later, he never came out. He died, yeah. right? And and he, and 67, like, that's young. And Absolutely. he went in, and the first thing out of his mouth was, he says, this is going to bother me. He says, son, he says, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. Right? And it took me a while to process that, because at first, you, you kind of go, it, it's weird the way you look at people, because you look at them as as always being there, right? Yep. And and you think you think that they're always going to be around, and, and then when they're not, it's very final. Like even yeah. if somebody moves, like if somebody moves to Guam or Venezuela, they're still alive, yeah. right? So there's still in there's there's this process in your subconscious that goes, if I really wanted to talk to this human being, I could get on a plane, get on a train, get on a bus, a bike, a skateboard, and I could go find this person. That security is there still. That, yeah, there, it's yeah. this it's this it's this weird thing in the back of your mind that just sits there. It's this comfort, right? Yep. But when it's gone. That you know that that 
there's no going back, right? And then That's of course you process me, all yeah. the things you scares the shit out of yeah. me, right? Which is why now I live every day like is the juiciest day that there is. Yeah. Regardless, doesn't mean I don't have I don't fuck up and I don't do screwy things. Yeah. It just means that I'm not going to dwell on it ever. Yeah. So I, I what happened was I was looking through social media and I was looking through YouTube and all this stuff at all the things that people were posting for aches and pains and injuries and all this stuff. And I mean, I've I've been a doctor for. 15 years already, 10, 15 years. And I've seen all this stuff in all of my clinics. I've seen all these injuries. And I went, I'm looking at all this stuff being posted. I go, none of this works, man. Yeah. It doesn't even follow the right mechanics. That doesn't even make sense. Some of this stuff. Now I, I will say this it, because that's a pretty broad statement saying none of it works. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll retract that. But I mean, like a lot of times people come out and I made a post on this on Friday where people, you don't have to have any platform or substance to make a post and be a self-proclaimed expert not at all there's no in between anymore yeah no it's just like i am a producer i'm a writer i am everything all in one and it's all based on my iphone yep so and i can type whatever the f i want on social media and yeah. say this is who i am i'm so great and now i always tell people don't watch how their lips move watch how their feet move and see what they're doing yep right but i i looked at all this stuff and i said none of this is right a lot so of I bad said, information out there yeah, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of misinformation based on a lot of either dated methods or methods that don't take into the account like the the entirety of a human being, like the mechanics of a human being, right? Yeah. They the the problem with a lot of doctors and a lot of a lot of therapists and and chiros and orthos and and everybody is they look at one thing, right? They look at the joint and that's it. They look yeah. at the injury and that's it and they don't they don't take into account there's mechanics involved, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. You're this long kinetic chain. Like you're a great example. You're not, if you're going to do anything in the ring, it doesn't involve just putting out your arm or kicking out your no. leg. It is your entire body that's yeah. doing that movement because otherwise, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get hurt. Absolutely. Or you're going to hurt them, right? Yeah. Nobody gets that. All no. the power comes from the unit, not part of the yeah. unit. So I posted a shoulder video. It was so bad. <laughs> I had the video. It was so bad. It was, it was straight up and down. I had my phone the wrong way. Yep. And so there's these two black stripes down the side of my video. <laughs> and I remember one of my buddies came up to me and I was filming one time and I'm holding it like this or I'm holling it straight out in front of me. And he takes my hand and he goes, hey, t turn your phone. And I go, why? He goes, because because I watched your video yesterday and you're like this big. You look retarded. And I go, what are you talking about? He, I said, nobody watches their phone sideways. Turns out everybody watches their phone sideways yep. except Trevor. I so, was the same. Did I, my first guy did the same thing. People, my it's fans would get mad at me. They go, don't you know how to use a phone? I was like, yeah, no, no I don't. <laughs> so my, it was a shoulder video. And all of a sudden I got all these comments and people started going, wow, that really worked. And I went, huh, maybe I got something here. And so I just started looking for everything that hurt. Yep. And I actually started to progress through all of the things that I had broken or torn or wrecked on me. And then I started to get people asking me questions. And I went, I'll just post that too. So I'd make a video and I would look at the mechanics and I would look at the tissue and I'd look at the joint and where the problem is because I go, listen, somebody comes in, they're going to have one or two pain points that are bugging them. They don't need to know, you know, that there's seven muscles controlling the shoulder. They don't care what the four rotators are. Nobody gives yeah. a shit. Yeah. They go, can you help me? Can you help me? Right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So I went, that's what I need to post because I used to be really fancy and I went, fancy doesn't work. Yeah. The simple ones are always the things that you, work. So you I get direct like, fixes that are just straight yeah. to the point. And it was like, I, I watched the video. It was a minute video. And it completely, it, it was exactly the one video that I needed. Like you, But you have something oh, for awesome. everybody on there. I, I, I'm so amazed. It truly amazes me how awesome humans are. 
that like it's someone like you're like this is you are an expert in so many things and but like just that can Thank help you. people because it's like I know a I know a little about a lot and I'm reading all the time and then I come across someone yeah. like you and I'm just like it's so fascinating to me how like how do you even know that but it's when you hear your story and see it's like Tony Robbins his Tony Robbins in his childhood He's such an right. inspirational, giving, loving human being. A lot of people look at him and go, fuck that, he's fake, that's not real. They don't understand he came from a really, really traumatic situation as a kid. Dude, that these right? things, and they they form who you become as a human being in a lot of us. You had that situation with your father, with the Tylenol, and, that, and now look, you are giving non-drug solutions to people. And yeah. it, it's such an amazing thing. And oftentimes that's our first thing. What the easy, what can I pop, what can I take? Well, you just said it. Because it's easy, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm very blunt with people. I go, listen, this my my hacks that I put out there, they're very generic. Like if a lot of people, like we have people now, they fly in and they come hang out at one of my clinics, and and I go through all kinds of stuff, and I I go through you know complete test. I go through all this big analysis, and I find out how they move, and then I look for all the corrupt movement patterns and all the faults. Yep. Then I just fix all. I plug. I call it gap analysis. I find all the gaps. I fix the gaps. I get them moving right, and then I look for new gaps. And yeah. I just keep doing that until they work as a whole unit. But you're right with the pills because I tell them all the time, I go, listen, if you're here for pain relief in you know, seven minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, and you want it permanent, I, I, you need to listen to everything I'm going to tell you because I'm going to – like a Percocet, a hot tub, and a margarita mixed together are going to be way more effective than me. Yeah. But four hours later, you're going to be all f***ed up. So. Yeah. I, I say, listen, if you really want to get yourself back to your A game permanently, listen to everything I tell you to do. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's not for everybody. Some people are like, ah, but, you know, I got a, I got a, an event on Saturday and I just hurt right now. Can you just fix this? And I go, I'm not your guy, but yeah. there's a guy down the street that's really good at that. And it takes work, man, no matter what you do in life. And that, it, it yeah. takes effort and work. And I've been, that for me was one of the frustrating things, Trevor, was I, and I, I'm big on doing yoga and stretching and my back, nothing I did was working and I didn't stop sure. though. That was the thing. I just kept trying and I just kept doing, I kept working out. I kept, kept my weight up, did all but that's my, that's why you got it. Yeah. That's why you got it. It doesn't come right away. Sometimes it took no. me, it took me three years to finally, but I had to change my mindset that I attracted some better things back to me again. But then Dude, I thought we're, we're, we're all a bunch of bamboo man we, yeah. we're like we sit there we don't grow for four years then all of a sudden wham we get this big growth spurt yep. of like 30 feet yeah and everybody goes holy you're so lucky i'm not lucky i've been up for four years it's a winner's mindset right though you way. don't stop though you don't you don't give no. in you don't cave in you don't i could have easily said it, i'm just gonna pop pills and just be sure. depressed and sorry and and feel sorry for myself and i was like no i'm not getting a five disc fusion i'm not getting a shoulder replacement i'm gonna go with this stem cell stuff i don't care how long right. it takes I'm going to quit doing all my, my, my jiu-jitsu, my boxing, my Muay Thai. I'm going to stop doing my wrestling appearances. I'm going to eat for a little bit, but I'm going to keep working and figure out a way. Yeah. And then finally, there we go. Problem yep. solved. And it's like people, like, it was three years and five years when I count WWE of just looking, looking, looking. But the thing is sure. I was trying these stretches and all this stuff, and it, it, was, it really ate away at me. It was rehab stuff I do every day. And I found yeah. though is like sometimes when you have scar tissue in different fibers, just that that deep scar tissue where there's muscles are glued together, that you got to get rid of that stuff before. And like my back, it was that QL muscle was just for whatever reason causing me so much pain. Dude, and that is a nightmare of a muscle on a guy like you. I mean, it's like the size of my hand. Yeah. Right. It goes from that twelfth rib to the top yep. of the iliac crest in the back, 
and you can't consciously control it. That's even worse, right? It's a stabilizer, yep. but it's it's like on you, it's probably like this thick, yeah. right? So I mean, so when that thing locks down, you're done. It was it you're ruined done. my life. It was it was it, it made me depressed in a way because sure. it, it's I sympathize with people with back pain because it's like no matter stretch away from everything else. Yeah. It really, I didn't yeah. want to go out because I was like, and I need to keep icing my back because I don't know what else to do because it's, it exactly. kind of helps. And dude, like, it's just like, it's so cool just the information, how you're able to explain this and put this out for people. And just, it, it's, I feel like for people, and for me, ibuprofen was something I, WWE, you pop these pills and you just go day to day and you're doing right. all this stuff. And it, it's not, it's not the right answer. And I think now, not to say to pop some here and there, if you got it, you know. No. And, and I'm, I always tell people that I go, listen, I'm not, I'm not that guy. That's like, you know, I, I used to hang around at these Kairos and they were, God bless them. God fucking bless them. But they were so f-ed up with their mindset. Yeah. They're so narrow that they would be like, they would get a cold that was just like brutal. Like, I mean, it felt like their head was going to explode and they'd be snotty and eyes red and they'd be all f-ed up and they would be like, no, they'd call it expressing health, yeah. which is retarded. You're f-ing sick. And, and the other part is, is they would be like, I'm just going to ride it out. Man, if I'm not sleeping, I'm sorry, man. I'm taking NyQuil. I'm going to knock my ass out. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to feel better. And yeah. I'm going to be, you know, I mean, they've, they've proven, dude, they've proven that the average cold, the most, the common cold on the, on the average last with no treatment whatsoever lasts about seven days. Okay. And they proved, and they proved too, that with medical intervention, that same average cold lasts about a week. Yeah. So it, what, you're not helping yourself no. other than you become a martyr. Yeah. Right? That, so I tell people all the time, if you want to feel better, feel better. It's okay. Yeah. There's nothing you wrong. Know? I always say that it's, like, it's weird the way, and for me, when I started my Feed Me More Nutrition, when I realized when I was going to start a business, there's, you, can, you can make money a good way or a bad way. And unfortunately, there's a lot of bad in this world. So many. And that's why I think I just you resonate with me because I just see you doing good and it's like, we're all, everyone needs to make money, everyone, to, but there's a good way to do it and a bad way. And it's just I'm like, all for, I'm all for multimillionaires. I'm, yeah. I'm all for billionaires. You, I love that. You can do more good. The more money you have, the more good you can do. If you, there is no lack of success on this planet. No. It's like, if I go to the ocean and I go, okay, Hey, listen, Ryback, you and I, let's, let's go down to the coast. Let's grab some buckets, big old Homer's buckets. Let's just start taking water and we'll just take a bucket or two every day for the rest of our lives you know what let's take 50 buckets yep. let's take a thousand buckets a day every day for the rest of our lives you think the ocean's gonna have a dent in it nope no chance man it's endless yeah that's money Absolutely. that's money yep people don't get that it is infinite yeah people have this weird mindset their paradigm says okay but there's only so much and if i if they're, they're getting they're successful they get jealous of other people's success which yeah. is weird in and of itself you know if you have somebody doing the exact same thing as you so what yep you there's you could still be just as good or better i think we sometimes just get caught up in in other people and and that's one of the things and like i i've learned as i've gotten older i i've always been ultra competitive and then as i've evolved i've learned to be competitive from within and it's okay to compete with other people but your reasons got to come from within because it brings out the best in us still but i think sometimes we get caught up in an adolescent mindset of like Sometimes we do things and we, we look at other people and we just, humans are so fascinating where we, we get these feelings of insecurity and jealousy. But I think that all comes from just our mindset that once you could shift into a positive mindset and actually just being happy for people, it, sure. it changes your entire world and life. It, well, it, your focus, your, like, like you said, Anthony Robbins, focus determines outcome, right? So yep. it's the truth. 
because I mean, yeah, I, I get it about being caught up in that competitive mindset. You're like, I don't care. I got to win. I made a really dumb decision with CrossFit doing that years ago. And yeah. I up. so what we it all make so mistakes funny because yeah. And you know, what's funny is, is what I really, I owned it literally the next day. I yeah. went, Hey, I up. it was all me. Man. I saw that I actually. And I, I, I was like, yeah. yeah, I love that. I was like, that's the best way to handle it. There's nothing else. Thanks, it, yeah. Yeah, and, and I admitted my screw up and I didn't, I didn't sit there and say, Oh, it was great. I mean, and made a bunch of excuses. I went, I up. Yep. Stupid. Dumb. I got caught up it's in the moment. Dumb. Yeah. It is what it is. The next day I went right back to doing what I was doing. The biggest screw up, you fuck up your future, dwell on your past. Yep. 100% of the time. It holds you, you know? does nothing but hold you back and harbors it's negative feelings. All the time, which is how people are so often, you know? Yeah. And now I've learned this too. I love haters and I love trolls. Yeah. And love them. Yep. Dude, the more I, I, I like, cause I, I, if you notice, you follow my posts, I push the hot button all the time. Yeah. But you know what haters and trolls do? They talk about me for free. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, you're just spreading the word because if you go out and you tell 25 people, oh, this Trevor, he's, I don't like him, you know, that, 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 and they run about, uh, you know, all the negativity. Those 25 people, 24 of them are just going to go, who's this Trevor guy? Let's look him up. Yep. Oh, hey. And then they get, they forget all about then, what their buddies Oh, are. I like this guy's positive. Just, I like this guy. This guy just yeah, helped me. Like yeah. <laughs> because like the, the biggest thing I think people lack is being genuine for the most part. Yeah. Just be genuine. Even if, listen, if you, if somebody's a turd, be a genuine turd then. Yeah. But just do it. Like, just do you absolutely like people ask me all that they ask my friends actually you know they're like is he i was telling you this off uh, off the air i said like is he really like this i'm like this i am this you can see it now i'm the same way now yep. as i am in my home in my business in my church i'm the same way everywhere same here yeah because i don't have to be a bunch of different people no i just i'm me i wear one hat and i go I just, I just did an interview with this chris van vliet guy and they they actually took one of the quotes and put it into a positivity thing and it was, I go, we're going to be loved and hated in this world no matter what. Be loved and hated for being yourself. Be genuine. Be authentic. Just be you. Because yeah. we're going to, no matter what, people are going to love and hate us. So just be you at the end of the day. Dude, that's the most dope phrase ever. That's the truth. It is. It's, there's that's no the better truth. way. because People are going to talk about you anyway. Regardless. So, I mean, may as well just do you. Yeah. And I'd rather the people that you. love me love me for me because the haters are always sure. going to be there. And that's what one of the things I made that mistake of for me. And But I, I coming from wrestling... I would use it back back when I was on TV. When I was a bad guy, I would I would really troll the the the, the negative comments, and there was a whole period, and it was the most fun I had. But I found that like when I left that setting and still wrestling a little bit, and but I found sometimes I was metabolizing. I was I was absorbing these negative comments. You get a hundred good comments, and but my mindset wasn't in the right place. The negative ones would really hurt me at times. Yeah, you get the one negative one. If your whole day. whole day and like, and you're like or, or for an hour i'm pissed hundred great you got 1900 great comments yeah and then one person says something negative and you're like holy you lose your marbles right and, yeah it, or We've something is not there. even true and it's just like but then i found i go i need to just be focusing on these good people the bad ones are going to be there regardless and i could still if you want to acknowledge it from time to time or whatever but i found when i'm just helping and talking to the good ones the bad ones don't even, they just deflect right off me. And I, sure. and so I, my, I just changed my mindset on all that, but it, it's just crazy that people are always going to be there, that negativity. But I think if we have the reasons for, we know what we're doing, it doesn't phase us. Yeah. Like in the, the best way I explain it to whether it's an audience or an individual is I go, what's your why? Like how big is your why? If your why for whatever it is that you're doing is so big, 
that you, you're not going to see anything else. You're going to like, you're going to be so busy working on yourself yeah. and why you're doing what you're doing that you don't have time to troll and in, in and interact with anybody that's negative. Yeah. You just don't because you're too busy working on your own game. Yep. I know this, anybody that's unbelievably successful, unbelievably happy or, or all of those combined, they don't talk about people because no. they don't have time. You don't see, they want you to succeed. Yeah. You, you don't know, see LeBron don't, James don't, or Joe Rogan no. or anybody on uh, posting little negative things on, on people's comments or, you know. No, it's the keyboard warriors that hide yeah. out behind things. And those are funny to me because I always, I, I really feel for them because it's that insecurity yeah. that screams, that screams, I hate what you have. And I've spent my entire life building a case against myself as to why I can't do what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then they try and sell you on it. Which is even worse. Now, here's the part. A lot of times it comes in the form of family and friends. Yeah. Right? It's yep. the crab in the bucket syndrome, right? Like, yep. you know, crab trying to climb out of the bucket. I just pull them back talked out. about this quote the other day. That's life. We're born into that bucket of crabs and That's we're it. all trying to get out. And people are trying, they're trying to pull you back in. And yep. don't they, no, no, we don't want you to get out of here. It's. Well, so, you know what I figured out is, so I love when people say, and I made a post about this once too, as I said. It's people talk about loving you unconditionally, right? They're like, oh, I just, I love you unconditionally. Now I'm like, you got to be careful with that because if you say that, that means no matter what happens, you do not change your opinion. Yep. Now, I don't think that's accurate. I think people love you on one condition and they love you unless, as long as you don't get better than them or further than them. Yeah. That was our, one of the right? WWE producers, a wrestler named Art Anderson. He used to always tell me, he goes, your neighbors, they want to see you do good. They don't want to see you do that good, though. He goes, he's that always stuck with me. And, like, it's the same in, like, wrestling. The moment I got to the, when I got to the high, the main event level, the hate yeah. just went through the roof. Sure. And it, it, it still to this day sticks. And it's like, that's just how people are. When you do something, you start succeeding and you're happy doing it. You just, you, yeah. there's billions, seven billion plus people. There's, there's a lot of unhappy people out there. And that's, um. Uh, Part of the reason too for me is just what I want to change. Yeah, that's so. That's for me is what one I go. One billion. That's my goal. Yeah. One billion. I want to change one billion lives. Dude, the I same. Die. That's what you just clicked to me. I go. You know what? I can sit here and talk about the problem all day long, or I could just start putting out a, a solution and trying to help people and Easy. and really yep. and, it, and it shifted everything, man. And it was like because we could talk about that till we're blue in the face. It exists. It all exists. And it doesn't. It doesn't improve it, right? Nope. Like, it makes it it's, worse. It's like, People sit there and they dwell on their problems and then they tell everybody else about their problems. Yeah. So they get justification for their problems. And then the other person, like when somebody goes, yeah, you're going to be okay. Okay. Listen, empathy is great. I think empathy is gold. You, yeah. you need to, you need to be empathetic to other people. That's super important. But what I think you do then is if you can provide a direction or a solution, you give one, but if not, man, you don't be this obnoxious advice giving idiot that no. just won't shut up. And you're so excited to hear what you're going to say next. Yep. There's a lot of those out there, right? Yeah. They can't wait to hear what they have to say. Yep. I'm like, you're not offering advice. No. You're just running your mouth because you can't wait to get that phrase out. Yeah. That meme that you saw the other day, you know, I got to yep. oh, get that out. Just be genuine. And if you can help somebody and just give them a little nudge in the right direction, they win. Absolutely. I found with one of my, I had to, to make some decisions and some people I, and people I've known for a long time and having conversations, I just found like, we like, you got to do it a hundred percent. It's like, if you just anything negative, if like I choose to have a negative conversation and man, this guy ordered, you know, you know, a bunch of my supplements and he 
and returned them on Amazon and gave me a bad review. And, and I'm having this conversation with my buddy and we're talking about what's wrong. I found it just snowballs and it just starts increasing and increasing. Yep. Then he's complaining about something. And then this is, I was just on the phone for an hour with Amazon, these idiots. And then it's just adding more fuel to the fire with that negativity. And before sure. you know it, it's out of control. And I think sometimes as humans, we just, we're not even conscious of it and realize like, what, what that just adding fuel to that fire. And now I'm just much more sure. self-aware and, and just trying to, who you surround yourself with is so important. Well, that's in life. it, right? Like default, default human thinking is negativity. I think yeah, about eighty yeah. percent of your thinking, you know. I and let me, they, we know, like the, the average human being has about sixty thousand thoughts a day. That's that's not the problem. What's disconcerting is that you most people have the same thoughts today as they had yesterday, yeah. and they're all negative. Yep. Right. So now the the problem becomes how do I get out of that rut of always processing negativity, and it becomes one of going, what do I want to happen, not what don't I want to happen, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we already know nothing happens in the mind without it happening in the body. And yeah. that's not some metaphysical thing. That's a fact, man. Yeah. And here's the proof. I tell anybody, listen, you, you, you've had a horrible experience. Something happened. You got fired. You got dumped. You got into a car accident, something, whatever it is. I promise you this. You are not feeling good. Yeah. Now you go and you watch whatever makes you laugh. Uh, Jim Carrey, you listen to Joe Rogan, whatever it is, I don't care. Something that makes you super happy and feel amazing, dude, you feel good. Which means it's the same thing like you said about the snowball. Something happens that's negative and then somebody interjects and says, yeah, that's right. I remember when that happened to me. And then you guys have this pissing contest about who has the most negative event. Yeah. And it's unconscious because you're always trying to one-up each other yeah. unconsciously about who has it worse. Yep. I got a funny story about that in a second. And then the problem is your body is producing adrenaline and cortisol, these yeah. toxic cancer causing chemicals. The, the doctor just talked to me about this with the, the energy is in the, the energy is this real thing. And when we have these negative feelings and thoughts, it compresses our DNA. They have physical research proof. Yes. Of it. It, it causes this stuff in our body that weighs on us and just brings us down in other areas. Epigenetics. Yeah. You change, you change your genetic expression. Yep. By your environment. And that becomes, right? it's almost Which, like an addiction and it becomes normal oh, to you. And it's like, you it blew my mind. You get addicted to your problem. Yeah. You, it becomes your identity. You get addicted to your problem. But most people live in these problems that they had 20 years ago, this event, this catastrophic problem. But then they hang on to it because yep. it's an identity because they don't know how to climb out of it. It's easy. You know what? You want to get out of the hole? Just put down the goddamn shovel. Yeah. Like just dig it. I tell people right? that for me, and it came down to the first step was just, Treat human beings good. Start being good. Start having good conversations. Try to make somebody else feel good because it's going to start snowballing to other areas yeah, of absolutely. your life. Because people go, well, how do I do that? How do I let it go? And I just, for me, I go, just start being a good person. Start there. And get, then see, see. Get louder about good. Yeah. And and mute and dampen the negativity. And yep. it just happens. People, people always want the secret sauce, right? The secret sauce is talk more about what you want to happen. Yeah. Think more like you can't like I right now I'm sitting in this truck. I can't control if 747 or a blimp comes flying into my yeah. truck. I have no control over that. Yeah. None. A blimp would be hilarious. <laughs> Still, right? We'll be right like, back, guys, after these messages. Yeah. Hold on. We got hit by a Zephyr, right? What the hell happened? But, but I have no control over that. Yeah. What I can control is what's going on in this thing. It is the only thing, right? Like, like if you look at like, um, like Viktor Frankl, right? Yeah. Or all these people, like they go through this stuff and they change this machine. Yeah. Right? It has, you know, it has nothing to do with anything else because this is the only thing you can control, but this is what controls 
the environment we live in. Everything else, right? yeah. And that's the scary part because people will default, like I said, back into negative thinking yep. and it becomes their identity and then they go, how do I, how do I? It must be a Prozac or a Paxil or an Adderall Look for a quick fix. I got I'm I'm like, something's wrong with my brain or it's just like, yeah. yep. And then, then there's always, <clears throat> there's so much, there's so much Google advice out there that says, yeah. you're right, there is something wrong with your brain. There's nothing wrong we'll, with your brain. We'll sell you the problem. Here you go. For so long. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is your thinking sucks and you, you were not born that way. You are born two ways. You are born completely fearless and utterly spontaneous. Yep. Everything else is a learned behavior, Yeah. which means that you can unlearn it. Yeah, absolutely. Which means, and it's not about, it's people go, okay, but I need to replace it. You cannot replace a habit. Nope. You need to cover it up with a new one. So you suppress that habit and now you have a new one because otherwise you're always going to fall back to where that position was yeah, right because that feels like that's normal for you and it's yeah that's right normal is becomes negative just yeah. like i tell people when they come into my clinic when their posture is all convoluted and obtuse you know and they're super screwed up and i go dude your brain thinks that's normal and they yeah. go well, i have these really great corrective exercises that i've been doing this trainer gave them to me this uh, pt gave them to me whatever and i go that's awesome i love that they're doing that i think that's probably the best thing they could have done with one mistake and that is that you're building strength on dysfunction yep Change the shape of the machine, then make it stronger. Yeah. Don't make it stronger and then change the shape because you're just making it harder. Absolutely. I think, right? too, man, humans, it's like I found with me, too, and uh, and it's something we all have egos to some regard, and you got to let them go. And, like, we, get, we, we form these habits and we get comfortable and we tell ourselves stories to make ourselves feel good, to justify all what day. we're doing. And I found, man, for me, I just, I just look at it and go, man, humans are awesome there's so much the only way we can truly re learn and grow is to just let our ego go all together and realize there's always somebody bigger there's always somebody better but just if we have what we just want to learn we want to grow and we just open ourselves up and put ourselves out there we could truly truly we could become unstoppable if that is our mindset and that realize right. people have these ideas and they come in and well that's i know what i'm doing it's this is going to work and sometimes we got to realize is we don't as much as we think we know we don't really know if we just open ourselves up, become more open-minded and realize that, you know, if we just go into things without our ego, so much right. more good could be accomplished. Well, vulnerability is invincibility, right? Yeah. Because in, in my mind, at least, I think you become much more of a juggernaut when you're vulnerable because the, the only reason people become this way, right? The only reason people go head to head or feel that they have to you know, you know, fluff up their tail or, or show their feathers or, or come off really aggressive is because they're insecure. Yeah. It's the quiet mother in the corner of the bar you want to be scared of. Yep. It ain't the guy running his mouth. About how tough he is, yeah. We how many kids. guys' asses he's kicked. And yeah. We've all, yeah, we've all seen the guy in the bar where he's saying to his friends, hold me back, hold me back. Dude, you're going to get kicked. You better just go home on your own. Yeah. It's that quiet in the corner who's sipping on the nastiest gasoline, <laughs> just watching everything yep. going, you know, I've already killed all of you in less than three seconds. Yeah. You know, like it's, that's the one because he's comfortable with who he is or who she is for that matter. It doesn't have to be a, a man. It can be a woman, but that that's the thing is we become so insecure and then we tell ourselves a story. Yeah. Right. And our story is what determines, determines the quality of our life. Because I, if you don't like where you are or what you're doing or how you're doing it or who you're with or the body you have or the money you're making or not making, whatever the f it is, you can change it by doing one thing. Just change your story. Yeah. Because I, if you spend your day justifying, you've got a problem. I just saw a right? thing on your post on one, on your IG page, and I, and I absolutely loved it. It was about taking action and how we, 
tell ourselves these stories or this and this, we actually, it turns into a neg. we turn it into a negative word that taking the action actually makes us feel bad because I'm yeah. pretty sure that was from, and I saw that and I was just like, that's so true that you, yeah. you tell yourself these stories and you put things off and that, and it just, it snowballs. And then eventually you get this negative the feeling. The action to becomes take, the negative. Yeah. And I think yeah. that happens with humans so often. It, it, a lot. I, I'm so impressed by the stuff you put out. I was just like, this guy oh. gets it. it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Somebody asked me one time, they go, dude, do you read a lot? I go 300 books a year and they go, get the out of here. I, know, I read 300 books a year. So, yeah. My Audible library is 1,700 books. I do the, the Audible, one, I do one and a half to two times speed on there. And because yeah, I, found, I have to because I can't cram it in. Yeah. Like I'm so I'm so OCD and I run at like Mach 9. Yep. So I mean one one time speed, unless they talk like me or you, I, I go, dude, I, I, can't, I can't do this. I, I can't need to either. Yeah. pace. I get twitchy. It's right, made me even worse. Tight. I feel like I'm getting, that's becoming my normal. And I notice my, I start talking faster. <laughs> that's funny. That's what I do. Yeah. When I listen to a book, I drive to, to my clinic and it's about an hour drive in the morning and I listen to a book. And if you listen to someone like, uh, like, oh, let's see, um, like Jen Sincero or, uh, or, uh, or Grant Cardone yeah. or, or anybody like that. And you listen to them on two times speed. You get to the office, you feel like you've been in a NASCAR yeah. for like four hours yep. drinking nothing but Red Bull, right? Yeah. And then you get out and you start talking to patients and they're like, whoa, Dr. T, you're lit. Yep. You know? That's, but that's I, all right. I go back, I listen to sometimes the show and I go, man, people are going to think I have a drug addiction or something. I'm just like, oh, I get so excited at times and I think, but it's a good thing. because but that it, reflects out to people, man. Yeah. You give that energy out. Like you yep. have such a good vibe. You know, like even, Thank even you. your, even your message, like when you, the first time you sent me the, the message, the DM, I was like, this guy's got such a great vibe. Oh, thank you. You just got good, you got good energy, but, and, and you know what, but that's, that's why this is like so serendipitous. Like it's just, it just happens like this because you attract what you put out. Yeah. So when people go around this, I mean, this is what scares me to death is when people go around and they go, you know, God bless it. When you tell me you've been hanging around to the same people you've been hanging around since the third grade, yeah. that's great but are they playing the game better than you because if they're not that little circle of friends is not a circle of friends it's a page yep. so you need Comfort to zone. expand and push out a little bit yeah because the world is trying to compress you yep. your job is to push out against it 24 7 365 and that's what i think people do is they they underestimate just how much force is required to get to the life that they want yeah Right. And you have to force it. You have got to force it. You have got to be relentless. When someone says no, you force it again. When yeah. someone says, you know what, I don't want to buy it. You force it again. When someone says I can't build it, you force it again. You just keep forcing it until it happens. And when one person says no, I mean, if, if, if it's no or if the action doesn't happen, you just find another direction. Yeah. Right. But Take another I, route. it's full throttle, yeah. full throttle, because even if you're going the wrong way, you're going to find out sooner. Yep. You know, people are always dipping their toes in the water. Dude, just jump, man. Yeah. No, I tell people, right? man, dude, they, we're born in, and Robert Kiyosaki, I remember when, before I made it big yeah. in wrestling, and me and my buddy would sit and we'd go have lunch, one of my, this guy, Wade Barrett from WWE, and we would talk about, we're going to like, we're going to, we're going to make it in wrestling. We're going to get out of this rat race that we've been put in. Yeah. But man, the world, I tell people, we live in almost like, it's like a modern day slave society where if you, you got to really work to get out of this because otherwise you're going to be working for somebody else all your life. And, and granted that you have to at points and whatnot, of course. but this world is, it is, will hold you down if you let it. And it, it, it is, listen, I like, I remember, I still remember a job I had that I had to take 
I had to take an Edwards coffee can yep. and a and a spatula and a blowtorch. <laughs> and I remember going out in front of this mall. I mean, it's I'm looking at my temperature right now. It's 100 degrees. It was like 100 degrees outside. You're in I'm Florida, right? This, no, I'm California. Okay. California. I don't, I don't know why so I'm no, no, that's okay. And I, I remember going outside, and I had to, I had to take the blowtorch, and put it on the gum that was stuck to the concrete, and then scrape it off, and put it in the coffee can. Man, all the little black dots on the concrete. Like I would do, twenty square feet in like four hours because it took forever. And I, I still to this day remember that and go, not a chance. Yeah. There's so many reasons why I'm going to push. I'm gonna force, and I'm gonna keep on going because you said it. The world will hold you there because you ju- it helps you justify, excuse me, it helps you justify why you should stay there. Yeah. They go, like the, the biggest thing people say is like, be happy where you are. You got it pretty good. You got it better than everyone else, but I'm not comparing myself to everyone else. I'm yeah. comparing myself to the guy seeing the mirror. Yep. You know, if I want this, whatever this is, I want it, whatever it is, the dream life, the dream girl, the dream body, the dream money, the dream health, the dr- whatever, the dream house then I will not stop until I get there. Yeah. Because when you, it, when people go, listen, yeah, but I, I've tried everything. Oh, you've tried everything. Everything. You've tried every single thing out there. Yeah, I've tried everything. Okay, cool. I say, have you tried this? Well, no, but how's that going to work? How do you know? Yep. What do you, you don't know? Yeah. The worst thing that happens is it doesn't work. Just try something else. Don't do that same damn thing again and wonder why it didn't work. Yeah. You know, so, first time is a mistake. Yeah. Second time is a decision. So motivation is a weird thing with people. You just see it like it, it's some people have just extreme motivation. We're all, there's so many different levels of it. I've just seen, but I was like, my thing is I just, and I talked about this in my book that like happiness, just be ha- health and happiness. And if you truly ha- are happy, well, th- don't be about anything then if you are and whatnot, but sometimes people you just, got nothing. yeah, if, as long as you're happy, if you're overweight and you're happy, whatever it is, don't be, don't be complaining about anything whatnot because there's all different levels of humans out here doing different things and like you said you had your childhood tony robbins with the different that you have this motivation from within because you have this story that is so sure. that it's so in just in your core in your dna and it's like there's just different levels of this stuff and but i've just seen if you want more you got it who you surround yourself with and the thoughts that you have in your head are just so key that's that's actually it it's those two factors that will change your entire world yeah. like i i remember like I, I mean, 13 years ago today, actually, 13 years ago today, I had a doctor tell me I'm going to die. They said, you got nine months to live. So yeah. You're not going to make it. You got stage 3B non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and your system is so, your white count is so low. Your red blood cells are so low. You, like you are just a hot mess, basically. There, we can't even do chemo on you, man. Yeah. You, you got nothing. You got, you know what? And he, he said, I still remember this guy. He said, do whatever you feel like doing. Just go and have fun. And, and because, you know, but this is the end because you know what, in the end, you're not going to beat this. And I'm like, wow, I don't like your narrative at all. And in my head, I literally, at first I was terrified. And then I'm like, who are you to tell me that I am not going to be here? Yeah. Who are you? Right. Because there, I mean, unless you have some divine power, I don't know about, it's not true. Yeah. And I shop doctors and I was looking for the opinion I wanted. Yep. We have a, we have a we'll, tendency to we'll go, do that. Hey, yeah. Listen. Yeah. We have a tendency to go, Hey, this is the blueprint of how I think my answer should come out. Listen, this happens in arguments. You, you, you know, I love this, the husband and the wife, you know, off on a tangent, the husband, and the wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever the 
it is. I don't yep. care. But they get into this argument and they go, well, I expected a different outcome. Well, I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. So your blueprint of how you thought this was going to turn out didn't match my blueprint of how this I thought this was going to turn out. So there's this dissonance, right? Yep. So you and a lot of times we create this cognitive dissonance in our own self. Like we create our, our this argument in our own brain because our blueprints don't match themselves. Yeah. So with a doctor, I had this blueprint in my head where they were going to go, oh, no, actually, we made a mistake. You have strep throat, you know. Yep. So I just kept going to, from doctor to doctor to doctor. Well, nobody gave me the answer, the, the model I wanted. So I went, if you're not going to give me the model, I'll create it instead. I'll create control, the outcome yeah. I want. I'll manufacture the outcome I want, which is why when I like, I mean, I went through chemo. I went through the chop series of chemo. It almost killed me. How old were you, you when know, that I, happened? 30, uh, 32. Man. Yeah. And they, they, I, I remember going through chemo. I lost 45 pounds, you know, 50 pounds. Yeah. I walked with a cane. I was white, no hair, no eyebrows, nothing. Like everything fell out. I, uh, I was like, I looked like a zombie. I looked yeah. like powder. Right. And I remember telling the doctor going, dude, look at me. If I was your son, if I was your boy, would you do this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. This is the latest series of chemotherapy. I bang my can on the floor and I go, look at me. If I was your son, would you do this to your boy? And he got teary-eyed and he went, no. And I said, I stuck my hand out. And I said, this is the last time you're ever going to see me. Thank you for being honest. And I, that's when I went, now I need to change it. And people ask me all the time, how did you beat it? I honestly tell them that the truth is because I never had it. Yeah. You didn't want to accept I what never, was being told. I never yeah. owned it. I never own that narrative. Never. Yeah. Norm Cousins talks about it in Anatomy of an Illness. He like, I never owned it. I never owned it. Yeah. I I wouldn't even. I still remember. I had friends of mine go, like, I would only watch funny movies. I would only listen to music that made me feel good. Yeah. I listen to Anthony Robbins literally every day. Yep. Like, you know, Dale Carnegie, Brian Tracy. Like, I listen to all this stuff. Yeah. And I went, okay, I'm not putting anything in my head that isn't positive. And I still remember to this day. A group of friends of mine said, hey, you got to come over. We're watching Die Hard. Come on over. And I went, no, can't, man. I love Die Hard. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Yep. It's a great movie. It's the best Christmas movie ever, yeah. right? And 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 so, but I said, I can't watch it, man. It won't make me feel good. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's, it's Die Hard. I go, nah, it's got some stuff in there. It's not going to make me feel good. I can't watch it. And they're like, come on. I go, uh-uh. So I had to stick to it. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is the tighter you stay on your line towards where you're going to go. Yeah. And you just literally, you see things and they just deflect off you. Sometimes you go around it, but you still focus on where your end game, you'll make it. Yeah. Because I, I know mean. that if you stay, if you stay the path for even like a year, 12 months, I promise you, it'll be worth it. You'll make it. You'll have the money. Most of your problems will probably be solved by yeah. then. The problem is nobody wants to invest that kind of time. No, and it's easy so they, to do when you get told something. And, and like a lot of people, they the first thing, they, you know, a medical professional or someone, you know, and this doesn't even come even remotely compared to your situation. But the, if I would have listened to those doctors when I left WWE that I needed a five-disc fusion and, and oh, a shoulder. Right back. I yeah. mean, we would have been, the, the conversation we would have been having right now would have been. Radically different. Would have been completely different. And I would have yep. had a lot more problems. And But I like, it's like my ankle. I broke my ankle and. Had three surgeries. Three doctors told me I would never wrestle again when with WWE. And then I came back and became Ryback. And it, it actually put because it motivated me. When I heard that, I was like, "This is not. I'm not going to have this happen." And How same do you thing, spin it, right? Yeah. How do you spin it? And it was the same thing. I, you need a five disc fusion and a shoulder replacement at 30. Just turned 35 at the time. And I said, 
no, I don't. I'm not. This isn't how I'm going down. And I started looking for other alternatives and finding, and then come across sure. the stem cells. And because I kept that mindset, no, there's another answer. There's another answer. And you didn't, you didn't own it, like you said. And I think that it's just no. a testament to who you are and, and the drive that you have. People, people generally tend to gravitate towards someone else's narrative, someone else's narrative yeah. about their life. But you're not living their life. You're living your life. So. How does their narrative even have any bearing on what you want to do and what you should be doing or what you're willing to accept? People tend to accept what they're told at face value based on the fact that they think it'll be the easiest, fastest solution to their problem without taking ownership of what's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's that runs into a lot of problems because then after that, that narrative has been given to them, they start to rationalize and justify why it was the greatest narrative ever and now they get married to their story and it's so difficult to unwind that knot because the outside is hey look at all this stuff's working and their response for the most part is always yeah but they're lucky yeah you know luck is for leprechauns man yep that's it man it's you worked very hard for that luck yeah <laughs> that like lucky is is 10 years of, of sweat right 20 Absolutely, years of yeah. sweat 30 years of sweat yeah you know no doubt. gary v says it best man nobody knew who the was for 12 years yeah dude i'm a big huge gary v fan who the is gary vaynerchuk right next thing you know you're like gary v's everywhere yeah he's so lucky no he's not the guy worked his balls off to get to where he is that's a guy that's still hustling oh he he, more than anyone man and i love he puts out nothing but the truth and it's like uh the guy uh diamond dallas page former uh, pro wrestler he's been on the show great guy his ddpy yoga man his web guy is my web guy and I didn't realize when he came on my show, I remember when he left wrestling, and sometimes with wrestling, you can get pigeonholed, oh, you're a pro wrestler, you can't do anything else. That was the stereotype right. for a long time. And he was actually a big motivation for me because I saw him doing this yoga thing. And even in my head, when I was, I was like, he's just a wrestler doing this yoga, what's this yoga? It took him 13, okay. 13 years of doing it before he finally took off for him. But he didn't, he, and he almost went broke doing it. And his story is so- but he didn't quit. Didn't quit. He didn't and, and he just kept hustling and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going. He didn't Dude. listen to the bull. And I'm like, an overnight success can take 13 that. years. And yeah. it's like, overnight it, success. That's always my favorite. Right? Yeah. Oh, it was overnight success of 20 years. Yeah. The people right. don't understand. It's like anything no. you do takes time. It doesn't, and it, it just don't ever like, stop. That's the key. You just keep grinding. That, that is it. That is actually it. You just, that's, th- there's no magic form. The yeah. formula is you want it, work for it, never quit. Yep. The end. You're going to have like, bad days and good go, days. Oh, yeah, but you were born. I get this all the time. Yeah, but you were born like this. You were always high energy. I go, no, I wasn't. I was born a baby. Yeah. Right? Yep. I was born a baby. Yep. I became like this, and I was I was an introvert. I was quiet. Same here, man. Hello. Yeah. And now, now it's like you, it's, you lit a fuse on me, and I've got a gamma nuclear reactor inside me, and I just keep going because I, I don't want to miss anything. The same here. There's like, so I much. Even, to, yeah. I don't even want to fall asleep beside my girl because I don't want to miss anything like i want to just i want to stay awake just so i don't miss what's happening in the world what's happening beside me what's happening in my life and i get so excited about the shit i want to do that i don't have time like when you look at sleep as a hassle i think that's a good thing yeah right yep like i think that's a really good yeah no it's knowledge is power too and you have that 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 hunger for more knowledge and i think that's another thing oftentimes there's people Man, we have, especially in this day and age, we have all this information. Nobody should ever be bored. When I hear somebody, if I'm talking to Trevor, if I'm talking to a woman and I hear remotely here, if I ever, ever hear her say I'm bored, I don't, I'm done. 
I can't because I already know she's not the right one. How? Yeah. Like, how? How can you be bored? There's always something like, to do or just like... Holy it, shit, right? Yeah. I, there's not like, enough hours in the day. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like, I need more time. Right? Yeah. Like, I work, like, my whole thing is, and I, I actually have a course on this that I, I teach, is, is time compression, right? We want to time compress the out of everything so we can get more out of what we're doing yep right because too many people take things and they spread them out really far because that's how you're supposed to do it you have a list of things you have you know your your time management software or your time management book dude you need to compress the shit out of that so you can cram eight hours of work into an hour yeah right yep i mean that's dope right yep like look at a guy like you right so people this is the my favorite is this like i mean i grew up like just uh, like we used to practice wrestling in my backyard, do the dumbest right? Like Same every here. Other kid. <laughs> Stupid. Like I mean, we're talking Hulk Hogan, Randy Macho. I was going to ask you about wrestling if you were growing up being a wrestling fan oh, on it. It was WWF when I was yeah, growing up. Yeah, yep. World right? Wrestling Federation. The, my biggest fan. Are you kidding? The Ultimate Warrior when he would come out and do his dance, oh. get that tied around his arm, and I yep. used to look at that and go, "That guy's so jacked." Yep. You know, it was just a freak of nature. And, and, oh, I loved wrestling, man. And me and my next-door neighbor, David, we used to do the dumbest <laughs> And, like, just, I mean, off of garage yeah. roofs. And, like, we'd put a pile of pillows out and think it was going to save us. Next thing you know, you're cracking ribs, wrecking your skull. And you're like, that was amazing. And you know what? Nobody died. Nope. You know, I grew up on, I was a farm kid. Nobody died. You know, we all had a great time. But what I what you realize when you're what you don't understand when you're a kid is how much work it takes to do what the f you do yeah. and how much gymnastic ability it takes, how much explosive athleticism it takes and how much training's involved. That's what's funny, because as a kid, I just thought you guys were superheroes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, these guys are superheroes like they're born like this. And then as you get older, you go, they work their butts yeah. off to be this way. Man, Trevor, true right. story. This just, I did an appearance in West Virginia uh, yesterday for a Comic-Con, a Tricon over there. And a kid uh, and his family came over and, and they came over and then they came back later on when they, to say goodbye before they left. Yeah. And the, the, the father, so awesome. the father said, he goes, my, my son, he's about five or six years old. He says, uh, he wants to arm wrestle you. And I told him if he beats you, I'll give him a dollar. And, uh, and I'm thinking, Obviously, like I always just look. I go, what can I teach this kid with this? I'm not obviously. I'm gonna let the kid win, but I and I, you get asked that a lot doing these things. And I don't. Yeah, so yeah. just I go, what can I do to help this kid right here for selling for the rest of his life? And so I arm wrestle him, and I just thought to myself, I'm gonna make him work to beat me. I'm not gonna. Yeah. And I literally made that kid work for about a minute and didn't let him just. And he finally, finally got me. And I said, you know what? The lesson in all this is. I go, anything in life you want to do, you got to work really hard for Never forget that. And the guy, it was like, it was just one of those hard work, man. And people don't realize no matter what you do, it's, you got to become obsessed in a very healthy way. You got to really, you got to want it. Like obsessed. I got a That's poster it. upstairs. that says you got to want success or whatever you want as much as you want that next breath of air. If you could. Oxygen. Yeah. Oxygen. If you're underwater when and you, you need to oxygen. breathe, that panic mode, you know there's, there's no you know tomorrow if you don't get out. Yep. You, that's what you... You claw, yeah. you bite, you kick, you, you, you break, you snap to get that next breath. You got to want if it. If you want it, if you want it that bad, then you want it. Yep. That's in the, you know, I always remember it. that, yeah. Man, I want to say, you know, too, with you, I wanted to ask you because you are, you are jacked. You look great. What, what got you into Thanks. CrossFit? When did you, when did you, so, so I played, I played hockey when I was a kid. I fought when I was a kid, sometimes 
the way we're supposed to fight, and sometimes just in a backyard. <laughs> but you know, we're kids, right? That's what we yep. do. You know, and I mean, I've always been athletic. I played a little bit of soccer. Honestly, terrible at soccer. So if somebody's like soccer, no, I sucked at it. <laughs> um, it's just a very, very true, right? I was just not a soccer player. You know, but I've always been athletic, and and then you know, and and one of those people that kind of just. I, I always just, I was sinewy and wiry. I graduated high school at 130 pounds. Oh, you know, I was just this soaking wet kid. Yeah. Like just, you know, punk ass, wiry kid with uh, with nothing on him. And I was like, I need to start working out. Yeah. So I walked into the gym one time. I still remember this guy, Jeff. And he was the local kid that was just this big freak of nature. And I was like, Jeff, I, I want to look like you. And he was like, all right. So he's, <laughs> you know, training me, showing me how to work out. And I got into working out. And then I got into bodybuilding. And so, I mean, I got into bodybuilding. I did a show. I realized that this was pointless because it had nothing to do with my health whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember how I felt doing a bodybuilding show. And honestly, right back, how much it my brain. Yep. Because I walked around going, I have to look like that all the time. Yeah. And it screws with your it head. It becomes your identity. You see it with all the bodybuilders. Yeah. Dude, all... you got to face it. Yeah. Bodybuilding is a vain sport. It is a ton of work. Yeah. It is so much mad respect for these bodybuilders. They are, they look superheroes yeah they look so good and so freaky but it's so much work and it's it, i can't maintain that i, I no. need to be able to concentrate man like my brain didn't even work right i was yeah. so depleted when it came up to showtime and then so i i got into i you know i started looking for other things to do i was doing more of like a explosive functional training just for fun yep and then i saw this crossfit thing and i was like i'll try that and i still remember my very first crossfit workout i went to and i watched them do these weird pull-ups or they're swinging all over the bar and i was like holy my shoulders hurt just looking at that but look at they can do like 40 pull-ups in yeah. a minute what the hell yep. so i was like all right all right i'm, I'm gonna do this and i did this workout it was uh helen it was called and it was kettlebell swings pull-ups and a 400 meter run and it starts off with the run and i took off like a bat out of hell on this run well it's three rounds so yeah. i came back and i yeah. did the pull-ups and the kettlebell swings or the kettlebell swings and the pull-ups and I shot. Yeah. And then I was dead last. And I was like little Jimmy in the class. <laughs> there was all these people around me. They were done like five minutes before me. And they're like, come on, Trevor. You can do it. Come on. And I was like, I am that just dimply ass kid that can't yeah. do Oh, I was smoked. And I went, this is awesome. Yep. And it's so addictive. Now, I will tell you this. CrossFit, people laugh. Because when I say it, they go, because you own a box? I go, no. But CrossFit's made me a millionaire. Because they... I get so many people injured in my clinic from CrossFit. Yep. And God bless it. I have nothing against it. I think Greg Glassman's a great guy. I think Castro's a great guy. They're, they're smart, super, super, like, great business people. But listen, most people, you come out of a two-day coaching class, and now you're a coach and you can own a box? Come on, man. Yeah. That's like me telling you how to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Not a chance. Yep. So I got into it, and then I backed out of it a little bit, and then I got really competitive into it where I was like, three, four times a day, I would eat, sleep, and breathe CrossFit. And honestly, Ryback, I've never been more injured. Everything hurt. I tore my shoulder. I was going to ask you that because I always hear that with that, the injuries. Is there a way to do it and not get injured? Is, I mean, Yeah, it, slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Get much more practical and smart with your form. And because CrossFit's, CrossFit's dangerous in one respect, and that is you race yourself, you race the clock, and you race everybody in class. Yeah. 
and you do it at your own expense. So, and too many people get into it. They don't have the movements down really well. They don't know how to move really well. They're not very fluid. They're, going They're not very athletic. And they just go as fast as they can. Yeah. Well, your body, listen, your brain says go that direction. If it's a field of broken glass and you want to go that direction mad enough, you'll go. Yeah. You'll just be injured when you get to the other side. Yep. So Matt, that's what happens with CrossFit. I found too into working with like, well, WWE wrestler Seth Rollins is actually, yeah. he's the champion right now. He's a huge CrossFitter. And I was always amazed he was able to do it. But I think he does a lot of his own workouts and he, he goes sure. at his own pace. But I found in talking, like, taking, I love it, like the exercises. And I think oh, great. Can, there's no better conditioning as nope. far as. Nothing will get you more jacked or more fit than CrossFit. Yeah. I, I'll take that to my grave. No, and I, and I'll, I'm sure I'll get a ton of hate for that. I don't care. No, but it's it worked for you. It gets you fit. Yep. It gets you fit. It gets you jacked. And it makes you strong as And I think, too, if you can do it and apply it to your trade, you're not competing necessarily with somebody else, but you can do it just for to be the best conditioned wrestler in the world. That's exactly yeah. it. That do it, it really, you. it does have its play. Like it works. Oh and yeah. It, there's no doubt it about it. It does work. Yeah. Absolutely. It works. And it, yeah. It's, I just know that when you, when you deep dive into it, it's number, number one, I think the, the problem is, is everybody goes, I'm going to make it to the games. I got caught up in that too. Yeah. But the problem, nobody's giving me a $10 million check to make it to the games. No. Even if you win the games, what do you get? 300 grand. That's like bodybuilding. Yeah. All of it. You it's, spent 290 grand to get there. Yeah. Come on, man. Yep. You could you could you could be a real estate guy. Like Grant Cardone, there you are. Yep. He's worth what? Eight hundred million dollars? Yeah. He doesn't crossfit. Nope. When you, know? you when you stop competing with other people and just try it, I find it just changes, changes your mindset. Right? That's what happened to me. As cool of a job as I had, I go. I'd rather work for myself. Yeah, being and, a wrestler's pretty dope, man. It is, I'm not gonna lie. The adrenaline dope. is <laughs> that's Dope, man. Like, come on, man. That's I, yeah, I wish everyone could experience the adrenaline you could feel doing. It's pretty. Yeah. Have thousands of people or millions of people like Dude, it's. That's so dope. Man. It's a it's an like, addiction yeah. too. It's uh, and you yeah. can get caught up in that and, and whatnot. But what kind of diet I wanted to ask you too? Are you are you doing these days? So, yeah, that's everybody ripped. asks me that. So thank you. I um. So you got to remember, there's there's a, a, a genetics do come to play a little yeah. bit in that. My. I'm, I'm a skinny kid inside, right? So you know, now as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm slowing down a little bit, but I eat a modified zone, you know? And I, I, I don't believe in what's a cheat meal. Yeah. I just eat, I eat. Yeah. I just eat. Yeah. If I want to have a donut, I'm having a donut. Yeah. You know, it, I'm not going to sit there and go, holy, because people go, what are your macros? What do you, I don't have time for that, man. No. And you're not competing on it, you're not going No, yeah. I don't have time. And and you know what? I still function really well. Everything works really well. You know, I eat, my plate has to have green. It has to have some kind of a carb. Yep. It has to have some kind of meat. And yep. that's it. Yep. That's it. Dude, I I'm, eat about every two, I eat every two hours, so I eat a lot. Yeah. You know, I eat 4,000 calories easily a day. Yeah. You know, people go, holy shit, I'm only 185, you know? You, know, you look, you look so much bigger than that. That's mad. Everybody says that. Everybody's like, what are you, like 220? As soon as I now, saw you, I go, this guy is jacked. <laughs> and you are. Yeah, you look every, great, man. You. Thanks, man. I Everybody thinks I'm a lot heavier. But remember, I'm 5'10", and 185, 190, with, and I don't carry a lot of body fat anyway. Oh, yeah, you know, you're as lean as you can know? be, yeah. So, and I don't try for it. I just don't carry a lot. Yep. And part of it is... I. Because I like, like I work out. When I work out, I'm I'm working out. Like I don't you go. work out with my latte, you know. Yeah. And and I'm like, hold on, I got to check my messages. Like I just work out. I bang out like an hour, hour and a half tops. I've seen you on your tops. Instagram doing, and you have the I have the home gym too, and I see you out by your. Yeah. And I was like, man, yeah. I love it. Just going. <laughs> and I love having the the I, like that garage. So how, there's a funny story about that garage. That garage. So that's that's my the one of the smaller garages of my house. 
and it used to house every sports car I would buy. So yeah. I've had Lambos and Ferraris and all kinds of dumb shit in there. They'd serve <laughs> in purpose. Yeah. The most useless thing I've ever had are all of those exotics. Yep. Because I would drive them like once a month and it's just, it's stupid. Like they don't, they didn't serve any purpose whatsoever. But I think you got, you got to do that money. and know that. And it, 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 I had to get it out yeah. of my system. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had it now. Nah, I, I'm I'm better with a truck and a four door sports car. It's more Jim fun Carrey always says everybody needs to experience fame to realize that's not the purpose of life. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and then one day I was like, I need to just maybe I'll just put a gym in here. So I started adding little pieces here and there. Right. Yep. Next thing you know, I have this home gym, and I'm like, I can just walk out my door and go work out. Same. Yeah. You know, and it feels good because I just go right back in. I mean, I like going to gyms and training with my friends, meeting people and having fun. But at the same time, I I like training at home. I crank up the music. It's my music. I get to do whatever I want. And you're busy when you're busy, too. And it's very convenient. I built mine for when I was on the road and I was only home for a day. And I I could save an hour of my day between going to the gym and people talking to me. And and like chit chat, right? Yeah. And and I could go right out here and go hop in the shower. Boom, boom, boom. Go about my day. You're ready and, to go. Yeah. Yep, so you're ready it's to go. a really convenient That's exactly thing. it. Yeah. No, modified zone is my diet. Yeah. You know, I, I eat. I don't have these, like, no carbs after six or anything like that. Do you ever I've try had... fasting or anything? Have you ever done any of that? No. No. Never. I, never. So I've, I've tried everything. Keto. I've never done any of that. I went and got a bunch of, I tell people, I got a bunch of genetic tests done. I went and got, um. so I started, like, my blood type because I, and I came across the blood type diet along. I always try to yeah. read everything yeah, fairly. Yeah. And I'm blood type A where they said I don't process fatty meats well because I have low stomach acid. And I noticed when I eat fattier meats, my body fat definitely does go up if I have too much of them. Then I went and got an APOE gene test. I'm I'm 3-4, which is I'm more prone for cardiac disease and Alzheimer's. I don't process fats well. So I, I tried keto. And I was on keto for a year and I noticed my body weight went down and my body fat went up. And because I was consuming mostly fats, which I don't, yeah. pro- and I had to learn all this. And then I tried intermittent fasting. And your fasting. gallbladder's running overtime too. Yeah. Like, like and, crazy. And then tried intermittent fasting. I was doing 20 hours of no food, Trevor, and only eating four hours a day. And oh, dude. I became a fraud. Feed me more wasn't my thing anymore. I was feed me less. And my metabolism dude. for the first time shut down because I wasn't consuming nearly enough calories. And You're going to a starvation state. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, you just see all the. And people just hyping this stuff up in keto and intermittent fasting. And that's when I just found, I go, no, I do well on low fats. I can do moderate carbohydrates. And I do really, really, really awesome on high protein. When I do high yeah. protein, my metabolism goes through the roof. And so yeah. I just, I eat for based off what I found. That's why I tell people, you got to do, take it all in. Try what you, what you look and feel best doing. And don't worry about all the other. You just said it. Go with what helps you look yeah. and feel the best. Because I've tried various diets like i mean people go like I, I people have seen pictures of me when i did like my bodybuilding show and they're like dude you look awesome yeah but i felt like yeah that wasn't a reflection of how i felt health and fitness horrible. they got to be combined dude i felt horrible the yeah. best day ever was the day after when all i did was eat pizza and go to the beach i yep. felt awesome <laughs> right yeah i gained like 20 pounds in two days right i was i felt great but it's it's it that's exactly you have to go like if you're if you have that that ebb and flow of energy all day, something's wrong with either how you're eating or what you're eating. Absolutely. Yep. Right. You know, all I know is that your body's designed to process fuel. Taking fuel away is going to hurt your body. Yeah. Right. You're going to start, you're fighting like a million years of evolution. It's in your DNA. When people go, I starve out. Like I love when people go, okay, I have a cup of coffee for breakfast. um, And then at lunch, 
I have uh, some some romaine lettuce with like seven almonds, and then for dinner I lick an apple. Yeah, and I'm like, well, f- like no, and they're like, and I'm still gaining weight. I go, that's because you're fighting a million years of evolution and you're losing. Yeah, because your body thinks it's starving, so it doesn't know if it's going to get more food. Yep. So every drop that you put in your body, your body stores because it's trying to save your ass. Yeah, and I've done. I, I found for me in doing that too is exciting. And I've read different books on prolonged fasting. I think there's definitely some benefits to throwing a prolonged fast in there to maybe reset your body. But when you start doing it all the time, like the intermittent fasting, and I, like I said, I wasn't getting the calories that I needed and my body right. just shut down that people take, we tend to take things to the extremes and whatnot. And it's all about balance. Social media, dude. Yeah. Social media, right? Yep. They're like, Oh, look at this. I got this magic cookie diet. Here's some tea that you can drink. Everyone's you know, selling cream. something. Put it on. Yeah. It makes you lean. Like, you know, the diet, I said at the beginning of this, I said the diet that works is the one you stick to. And believe it, yeah. And you're only, you're not going to stick to it if you don't like it. Yep. It's that simple. Absolutely. I agree you know? completely, yeah. I, like, I could go on stage right now, and I if I said, like, you put 40,000 people in a stadium, and I'm, I promise you, I will, I will give you the best diet advice ever. It will get you lean. It'll help you lose weight. You probably won't be a diabetic anymore if you're a type 2. If you're type one, I'm out. It's genetic, right? Yep. So so if that's the case, I'll go up and I'll give you four words. Eat less, move more. The yep. end. Give me five thousand dollars. Yep. Right? Like it's <laughs> like it doesn't take you don't have to be a genius. People get too fancy with, with yeah. trying to process whether it's everything, everything. Health, wealth, and relationships. They they try and they try and get fancy in it. They're looking for right? a magic formula and it's, it's that's pretty, it. yeah. that's always the case. The yeah. magic formula is the one that you decide to commit to. Yeah, absolutely. Right, the grass yeah. isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it, man. Yep, so like, true. People get man. so weird, right? Yeah. They get so weird about it. It's like, oh, what's this? What's your secret? My secret is I just don't stop. I commit. Yeah, and that's what I think. Social media, it's great now. We have you can put this stuff out there, and like you just said, and just motivate people and just and help because you could either focus on the bad or just you know what I'm going to try to help people and hopefully get through to a few people and show them and just be, I've always just been direct. I tell the truth, what's worked for me. If it can help you it great. If whatnot, I just, it's really cool, man, to see you doing your thing. And, uh, and that's, I, that's, I thank that's the you. way it should be. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, like my goal is, like I said, it's a billion people. I want to touch a billion people. I want to get on stage. I want to help people. I'm going to just do nothing but sell programs and try and connect with as many human beings as possible so they can change their life. Yep. Because I'm telling you this, you can, I'm, I'm a testament to, you can do anything. I lived in my car for four months. Like you can do anything. You really can. You just have to, how is the biggest one. Well, how is one of them? The biggest one is why, why do you want to do something different? Why do you want to be different? Why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to have a great marriage? Why do you want to have a great relationship? Why do you want to have a lot of money? Like what's your why? Yeah. You have to know. And So many people go, that's, that's the defining, that's the defining factor. Yeah. Because people go, well, I just want a lot. What's a lot. What's the number? I want to weigh this. Okay, well, what is it? Why? You know, because if it's to impress some girl or show your neighbor that you're better, that's not a good reason. It doesn't last. It's got to be your reason. Yeah. Your reason, right? Yep. For absolutely. everything. Yeah. No, right? it's great advice. I was just going to ask you because I, I don't want to take up all your day. I know you're busy. That yeah, was my thing I was going to ask you because I always like to kind of end these. If you could give one piece of advice to everybody out there, just if you just one thing, and I feel like you just kind of hit it, but what would that be if just one thing to end it on, it, just to to motivate people that they can do, honestly yeah this is people this is what people need to do they need to look in the mirror and ask themselves what they love doing the most and then stop giving a about other people's opinions about that yeah get your why as big as possible why you want to do that and then just go do it yep. be relentless about it 
I promise you, you'll get it. I, I promise. Yeah. It's a. I am a walking, talking example that you will get it. That's man. I'm, I'm a big you know, fan of that's, Nike that's that it. just do it, and I tell people you just got to commit, figure right. it out, sink or swim. Phil Knight, best, the best one ever. Yeah. Phil Knight, best, best, best catchphrase ever. Just yeah. Do it. And it's we're it, we're, we're we're always going to come up with reasons to procrastinate, and those feelings are never going to go away. Just do it. Throw yourself out there. If you fail, who cares? It's. Ryback, I wake up. I wake up plenty of days where I, I have all the excuses hitting me. Yeah. All the all the things that get in my way. We and all. Do. I just you know it's it's deflect and block, deflect and block, and just keep going. This is my why because your why is what keeps you going when it gets in your way and goes sideways. Because it's going to happen to all of us. It all. It, oh, nothing goes wall. smooth. Yeah. Everybody hits a wall. Yep. The why is what gets you to go through it or. Over I love it. that, uh, man. That, yeah. That's great advice. Trevor, where can everybody find you at? Is Smashworks on Instagram? Smashworks on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, Smashworks on Instagram, Smashworks on YouTube, um, Smashworks.com. You can go to my other Instagram, Trevor Bachmeyer on Instagram. Uh, Trevor, yeah, Trevor Bachmeyer on Instagram. Um, and all my contact info is in my bio. So you can hit me up anytime you want there. Good deal. I, I highly recommend every DM. Yeah. I try. I really do. I get about two thousand a day, so I try and answer them. No, you, you got back to me, and I appreciate it, man. It's Dude, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. Just to, one again for all the things you're doing, and you've helped me tremendously. So hopefully, if you're in pain out there, please follow Trevor at Smashworks. Because man, man, you're, you're Dude, legit. This has you're been the real so deal. Much fun. Absolutely, Dude, man. I, I, it's an honor to actually sit here and hang with you, man. This is a blast. This is social media, man. It's cool. We actually can, you can form connections all around the world. I'm doing Instagram lives with people in India, and like, it's just, man, come, I would never come across you without this stuff. So it's, Dude, I uh, love that. I, I love thank that. you for your next time. Next time around, I'm going to pick, next time around, I'm going to pick your brain about your supplements, your whole line. Yeah, man, I would love to talk to you more. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. I'd like to get you on a, on a podcast and just pick your brain about everything you're doing. Yeah. Because I think people need to know that there's a healthy choice to do things the right way. Yep. And right now we have the health industry teaching you how to eat and the food industry teaching you how to be healthy. And neither one of them knows. No, no. And it's, right? yeah, and everything like I said, there's a good way and a bad way to do things in life. And unfortunately, a lot of people have chose bad and they've, they've accepted what they've been told and uh, it's not an easy fight, but it's like, it's something it's helped me tremendously in my life, which is why I'm so passionate about it and artificial sweeteners and things of that. So I would, I would absolutely love to, Dude, to have yeah, another let's, conversation. Let's set that up after we get off this. I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll line something up. We'll get it all set up. I'd like that. Good deal. Well, Trevor guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Thank you again, buddy. Awesome. You got it. You've heard us talk about real good foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their real good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed. Me. More. All right, we're back in this week with the Pro Wrestling Report. Raj Geary of Wrestle Inc. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How about yourself? Uh, just enjoying this Father's Day. Uh, I got to go out with the dad later on, take him out to uh, 
our favorite Mexican restaurant uh, that we, we used to go to all the time when we were kids. So me and my sister and our family. So El Burrito here in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've had it, Raj, but it's, it's, uh, it's top notch. I know. I'll have to check that out. Is we, that uh, is that near the strip? No, it's uh, used to be a little hole in the wall down in the, the old neighborhood I grew up in, and but they had they had the best Mexican food, and then they built a, a new one up here, kind of in one of the na- nicer neighborhoods uh, in Vegas. But no joke, I took my dad there two years ago. We went there, and uh, we both got severe food poisoning. Um, so yeah, it, which we got hit with it the next day. My dad was sick for like a week. I had it for about two days, and uh, he called me and he said, "He just said, are you are you okay?'" I go, "No, I've been deathly sick." And <laughs> so, but we're, we're trying it again this year, hopefully, Raj, and uh, all all works out. Well, I, I hope so. Uh, best of luck. But uh, if it does, let me know. I'll have to try that out. I'm it is great. Yeah, not to, not to. I recommended it to you. I probably shouldn't have told you. It made us definitely ill. Looking <laughs> right. But great food. I'm giving him another chance. So. Well, definitely. All right. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> What's um, going yeah. on this week? Yeah, Father's Day with my daughters today too, uh, and and my dad and uh, my wife's dad. So, bunch of pl- bunch of plans later in the day, but uh, it's always good fun. Good deal. Uh, hopefully, you guys have a good time. And you just got back from Costa Rica, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah, I spent uh, 11 days in Costa Rica, so it's uh, it can be tough managing work while you know on vacation. I don't know how you do it. I always wonder that. I have two Frenchie, Frenchie in a Boston, and that keeps my hands full. <laughs> having a whole family, man, and, and working, it's uh, tip my cap to you. Yeah, and having to sit through a super showdown while you, know, you got all this beautiful scenery, that was kind of tough. Oh, I apologize for that. I was on the airplane <laughs> and caught caught bits and pieces of it, so it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's been a, a busy, busy couple of weeks uh, news-wise, and, and uh, obviously the the big story in the past week, uh, AEW's All Out pay per view went on sale on Friday, and it sold out in less than fifteen minutes. Uh, over ten thousand tickets sold. Um, we were getting reports from people in line that were, you know, uh, in the six, seven thousand range that they were able to get it. So that looks like kind of where it cut off. The line got as long as like seventy-five to seventy-seven thousand people. So just going by those numbers, they sold out ten thousand tickets with seven thousand people in line. Then you know, seventy-seven thousand people are saying they could probably sold over a hundred thousand tickets. Um, that's just just insane. Uh, all in, sold out in under an hour. Uh, double or nothing uh, sold out in about four or five minutes and this in 15 minutes. Well, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's great. You know, and I think for if Cody and these guys didn't, if they didn't do the, you know, the AEW thing, say that wasn't even a thing and they just started just running these big events every, every, you know, few months, they right. would have a great business model. And I feel like they would do very well and bring in talent, but it's so far so good, man. Nut, congratulations and pro wrestling. There's like I said, it's like the perfect storm with everything. Their whole approach to wrestling, with they, I think in Cody and the guys, the Bucks and everybody, I think they saw the flaw with how. And I speak about this just openly with WWE. There's a lot of good there. They're the number one company, but maybe there there was a disconnect with the fans with WWE. There's been a disconnect for a long time over a lot of different things. They've kind of taken a different approach to saying fans first, and we're going to cater to you guys, and we're going to we're going to care about you guys. Wear whatever shirts you want to wear to the to the shows, and they've just they've communicated with the fans, 
And I think they have formed a very special bond with the hardcore following, which is, it is important. Now, we're going to have to see that once TV starts, how that caters to the rest of the world. If they even care about catering to the rest of the world, I don't know. And with, with TV and whatnot, but for what they're doing right now, man, it is, it's working. So I, I don't, yeah. it's working perfectly. Yeah, it just seems like it's constantly uh, good news for them on all fronts. Everything. Uh, Not one yeah. piece of bad news on anything as far as people seem to be digging what they're doing. And uh, so far, this model of, of these shows they're running is working. Yeah, and it seems like, uh, I mean, everyone we talk to, they're thrilled with how things are going so far. Um, one person who's probably not thrilled is Vince McMahon. You know, uh, the first time that it seems like he's got some legitimate competition. Uh, probably the closest thing was Impact uh, there for a little while, but it was, it was never like this. No. What do you think uh, Vince, Vince's reaction is to, to AEW so far? I don't know. I, I sometimes they'll they'll downplay things and not worry, but they, it has to be on their radar. And obviously, with them trying to lock the talent down for longer contracts, there, there's obviously has to be some internal concern over what's going on that this whole thing popped up, and it's with a guy, you know, with with Tony Khan that has more money than Vince, and it's you know, in Impact they had a lot of money back back then, but there was never. It was always kind of the fans were always kind of it was always a negative kind of taste it left in people's mouth. I feel like there was people were always talking about how, you know, TNA is going to go out of business and it just never really had the momentum where I feel like AEW has momentum on their side. Like fans and wrestlers, I think, want to see this succeed so bad so that there is competition because I think everyone wants WWE to put out a better product. So I think this is just like everyone, like the, the wrestling fans are supporting this to, to create this environment that will create a better wrestling product down the line, if not even, you know, more even immediate, immediately. But Vince has to be concerned. And he, you know, with XF, the XFL, it's almost like he's so busy. How much time right. with everything? And, and Hunter, you know, obviously his role has, has stepped up over, you know, the years tremendously and whatnot. I just... uh I don't know. I, 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 they have to be concerned from a talent standpoint. And I know Jericho just went on, was it uh, Jesse Ventura's show? And, and, and Jesse was grilling him a little bit about the independent contractor um, employee status. And, uh, and, and Jericho was saying that he actually is an employee for AEW. But, and that is for him, from his contract, what he signed. And I don't know if they're, I think they're kind of using the WWE model for the time being. But that got me to think, and I go, if AEW just flat out just started making wrestlers employees and just doing it the right way, right off the start, it, right. it's, that would give them even more momentum. That people that would get them coverage all around the world of this babyface wrestling company coming along to save the day for pro wrestling. I think they have to look at that and, you know, it, I, I would love to see them do that because that would instantly force WWE to have to adjust some of their policies if they want to get the best talent in the world. Because if you're a pro wrestler and you have one company that's giving you employee status and health insurance and taking care of you, and this other company that doesn't, and there's television, you're gonna, it's the same thing. I'm going to the company that makes me an employee all day long. Right. So it's 
man, an interesting time in pro wrestling, Raj. And I, I, I'm excited that this is happening because our generation really got screwed out of all this. And we had nowhere to go. We had, you know, you always hear people walking on eggshells and, and guys. That's why I think it was cool. Our group of guys, when, when Stu left, Wade Barrett, when Alberto, when I walked out, when Punk, Punk before that, like guys just walked out and I and Cody walked out and we started setting this trend of our generation just saying, you know, this, we're out of here. And I think it's really, and we all did it for our own individual reasons. And it's like this perfect storm. And man, I'm personally just excited. Like I get, I, it gets me really, really hyped up just thinking about it. And so Vince has to be worried. Absolutely. And right now, this is pretty much all internet. You're not seeing much AEW yeah. on TV. It's just it, this strong fan base that they've built. Uh, but starting this fall, you're going to see TNT promoting it. It's, it's starting to get national TV exposure before they make their debut. Uh, do you see any way possible <laughs> uh, AEW with the TNT promotional machine behind them can beat Raw this fall? Because we're going to get into ratings here in a second. Uh, Raw doing their record low ratings. Uh, they were up against a, a big uh, a big basketball game this past Monday, but. Uh, you know, the NFL season, they drop every year, usually 10 to 15 percent. We're probably going to see that drop again. You, you see any way possible that AEW uh, can garner more viewers than Raw? I'm going to I'm just going to lay something out there for you, Raj. If, if they're if they're, they're they get TV and everything they're going to and and everything's going and they got the talent that they have. I think they see what their ratings are and I think they're going to wait and I think they're going to see with the talent that they have. And I think they're going to kind of they're going to kind of get a get a feel for where they're at and and everything. But what what would you watch if just say they were going head to head too? And I know they're not going to, but if you turn on AEW and you got Monday Night Raw on, it's the same thing, the same thing you've always seen. And uh, and you see CM Punk come out on AEW, you know, this right. fall. What are you going to watch? <laughs> right. No. What what, do, what would you do, Raja, if CM Punk came out then Ryback came out? Right, like that's what I'm. There's, there's. That's just a hypothetical thing, saying I'm going to go watch this other product with these WWE guys that I I loved showing up on this other program, and that's not. You got you got Moxley and Omega and Cody and all these other big guns, Jericho. I'm just there's uh, an AEW can do that surprise element with guys that have. I just think they have some momentum, and they could. Uh, I think they can. Yeah, yeah, and I think you, you got two hours. It, it can feel hot the whole time, whereas yeah. Raw, with the three hours, it, it just feels drained by the end. Um, and let's get into that. Raw, uh, this past Monday night, drew their uh, lowest audience ever in history. That's a, a non-holiday audience. Just uh, it, it beat Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, but uh, those were really low. But, uh, yeah, it did uh, 2.125 million viewers. Um down from last week's 2.405, as I mentioned, they were up against a, a big NBA game, yeah. uh, which you know did a monster number. Uh, but you know they've been again, they've been against big football games, uh, NBA games in the past, lowest raw viewership in history. I'm sure it'll be up a little bit next week. Um, and yeah, the the final hour dropped under two million viewers. Um, your th- your thoughts on the, the the dropping ratings? It's not good. There, they, I mean, it's. If you put out a, a compelling product, people are going to watch. People are going and watching those games. And those, you know, they've, those, they've had competition every year back when their ratings used to be great. And, and people were still tuning in. You know, their numbers may have been down a little bit 
you know, when, when there's a direct competition with a big game in the past, but never to this degree. And I think, and, and I've heard other people talk about this. This is what WWE used to always cater to the casual audience. And, and the hardcore audience was always there. But, and I, and I, and you, but you want to, you got to put out a great product for everybody at the end of the day still. But, and they, they ter- internally started not doing any of that. They're not, they're not, they gave up like that catering to the casual audience and they're not catering to the hardcore audience. So it's like, it's, it's just pretty much the die hard, die hards that are tuning in every week. And they seem to be dr- losing them at a, a faster and faster rate, man. I, I don't, they got it. It's not good. Like they, they, and again, there's a lot more, they're very active on social media. People are, are still be engaging with the product and, and watching on YouTube and whatnot. And you can make, and I always try to look at this from both sides. People have a lot more choices as what they, what they could view these days as far as is online. And, but that's part of evolving as a, as a company and a product is you got to give them what they want. You know, if I'm putting out a podcast and nobody's listening to it, I got to look at myself and say, okay, I like what I'm doing, but nobody else does. I got to, I got to adjust. I got to change. I have to give the people what the people want. And as a business owner, you know, if I come out with a, a protein powder and I like the way that it tastes, but nobody else does, I'm not going to be in business very long. Right. So you have to, you have to adjust and you, and I feel like WWE always used to be able to do that, but it seems like they got too big for their own good and they just quit caring and they haven't tried to adjust and years and years of not making guys superstars that the fans wanted to be superstars has finally caught up to them, I feel like, along with their creative process and everything else. And I think those numbers in, in live att- to live attendance, you know, is an all-time low with these guys in a lot of these places. People aren't buying into it. And I think they got it. They got it. They're going to have to reshuffle a lot of things. And with AEW coming, and like I said, AEW just has nothing but momentum right now. And every fans, everyone's foaming at the mouth for change in wrestling. In WWE, is it going to be too late? They got all the other things in place. They can, it, it, but is are, is Vince holding on and not letting, you know, not... In, in, I, I still think Shane should be heavily involved with the company in some way. It just Something just doesn't ever feel right with Shane not being involved for me with that. That just screams that something is just so off when the son, your son, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what it is, but... Right. They got to do something, man, because it's uh, the momentum. It feels like they're losing momentum by the week. Yeah, and and kind of speaking of which, we mentioned Raw had some stiff competition. SmackDown didn't really have any, and it drew 1.93 million viewers, one of the lowest uh, numbers it's ever done. And really, it's probably the – realistically, it's the worst number that they've done without any real competition because yeah. – when they've done under two million viewers in the past, it's either either usually uh, usually a holiday or there's something big like the State of the Union, uh, the Trump Hillary debate, or the election night. Um, this is a, a really bad number, down four percent, four point two percent from last week. Um, you know, kind of back to the the same point. Um, there's no real excuse for why this one should be so low. No. And it's, you know, I want, man, I want wrestling to be great. I have all the guys I know there and and girls and it's not the talent, man. The talent's amazing. And, and it's, uh, I actually heard, uh, Velveteen Dream made a, a remark about it's on the talent and I, and I get what he's doing. 
And he's because he want he desperately wants to get called up to the main roster and he wants to get out of developmental. And oftentimes guys will try to kiss Vince's ass to to do that. It's just it's the way that it is. Guys do media. You you compliment Vince is a genius. He's a wizard. You say these things because you want to get called up and you want to make money because you want to get out of developmental. That's the truth of the situation. <clears throat> or he's just he's naive. He doesn't understand yet how it works. It's not the talent. It, and it's. It, the talent has always been there. And it's, you know, if Velveteen sh- shows up to the building on Monday Night Raw and then you go, Velveteen, you're going to go out on superstars. We're not giving you an entrance and you're not going to do any of You're going to go put this guy over. And you're not doing anything cool. We don't want you showing off. We, if you do, you're going to be pulled. You're going to be sitting in catering for the next year. And then we're going to fire you. You're not going to get over. So right. it, he's going to, and that will be a rude awakening if that whole pro- creative process, if he doesn't already know it, he probably, he's a smart guy. I feel like he does know it. He's just trying to get called up, which I commend. You got to do whatever you got to do to get called up. But it's the talent's there. And it needs to, uh, they need to put together some compelling TV. And, and this is what I said, Raj. The bell to bell is very important in wrestling. It always has been. But it's also characters are very uh, important. And casual people watch pro wrestling for larger than life superstars and for drama and entertainment. To, to forget about their day. You can only watch so much fake fighting in the ring where casual people tune away from it because they go, oh, this is stupid. You need, this is why I always said the wrestling moves and all that is they're important for your hardcore audience and whatnot, but you got to have all the pieces to becoming a superstar. Rock, Stone Cold, Ho- Hogan, Stone Cold, Hogan, Cena, they had the total package essentially, you know what I mean? And right. uh, you got you got to you got to allow the talent the talents there. You got to allow them to do that. And you got to try to make these stars so that people want to tune in because the ratings, people are tuning into Game of Thrones, people are tuning into these big sports games. Why aren't they tuning into your wrestling product anymore, which, which they used to tune into? So. Right. Yeah. Definitely, the compelling characters, the compelling storylines has has been something that's been missing for a while now. Long I think time. a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Uh, a lot of talent reportedly looking to leave WWE, uh, you know, <laughs> wanting to see what AEW's uh, offering. Uh, surprisingly, uh, somewhat of a surprise, Mike and Maria Kanellis uh, re-signed with WWE. So they're staying. They agreed to a multi-year deal. Um, it had been reported just uh, a few months ago that they were possibly looking to be released. Uh, but now we, here we are a few months later. They've re-signed WWE. So apparently re-signing a lot of people uh, to big deals, even if they don't really have plans to use them. Um, were, were you surprised by this at all? No, I mean, I, I think I saw that they were, you know, you never know what to believe when you see any of this stuff. And I know they've been a little bit outspoken on social media at times on different things. I think they probably got uh, offered financially a good amount of money and where they were happy with that. And you got to look at it and they have a family and once you have a family and you're wrestling, it's money does, it becomes important. And if, you know, I always think I tell people and I like, this is, you know, when I was there, I would go talk to them. If I had a problem, I would do character stuff on social media to try to get myself over for whatever role I was playing. But when you, when you're there and under contract, and you complain on social media, it is the it is the worst thing you could do because it just scream. If you have a problem, you need to go talk to them there. Now, if you're on your way out and you don't care, that's a different situation, which maybe they were and they got offered something. And I don't know. I think though that whatever it was, I'm happy for them that they that they got the number that they wanted, and uh, and hopefully 
if they ever have any creative issues, they deal with it there at TV and, and trying to uh, get that worked out and not on social media. I always use the Yoshitatsu reference when Tenzai came up and uh, Yoshitatsu, there was Japanese heat or something of, of when uh, Tatsu was a little bit, I guess, because Tenzai was coming in getting a big push and Yoshitatsu went on social media and uh, like said something how he was in whatever. And then the following week, Tenzai squashed him on TV and because uh, <laughs> it, it never pays off. They're, they're going to do what they want to do regardless so if you have an issue, you got you to take it up in the back. But I'm happy for them. I think it's great. And uh, we'll see what they do, how they're used moving forward and whatnot. So, All right. Well, finally, uh, a couple of injury notes. Ray Mysterio was on our uh, Winkley podcast on Wrestling Inc. last week and said that he is hoping to be back by the end of this month or July, oh, wow. uh, which was kind of surprising. Uh, so, I mean, the best for him, ho- hopefully that means his, his rehab and everything is going well. Um, and then Lars Sullivan uh, on Raw this past month, last Monday night, injured his knee. Um, it's not known yet exactly how serious it is. It looks like, you know, uh, it could be serious. Uh, he's going to undergo an MRI, and I think he'll be at Raw tomorrow night to um, to meet with doctors and and see what's going on. But this could not happen at a worse time for the guy. Yeah. So as far as Ray goes, Ray is really big on the stem cells. I know because I've talked to him and. Uh, he's had a bunch of the stem cell procedures, which is why I think he's been able to come back and have success at, at the level that he's had in recent years. Um, and I and I know that the company that I'm going to Columbia for, for my stem cells, has been talking to Ray as well. And I don't know, I know he has a, a good doctor that he's used for his past procedures. So I, it's possible he had another one done and because you heal quickly from those things. And uh, with rehab, if it's, you know, and he has in the past. So that, that could be his current situation. And I don't know firsthand, but if he's bouncing back, bouncing back that quick, there's a good chance he went and got another stem cell procedure. And Lars, yeah, very unfortunate. And you got to look, and I look at this from a business standpoint, you have to look at it from them. They've tried to invest in this guy now the, the first time, and then he bounced. There was some stuff going on. And, you know, they've been very patient and they came back. They, they do everything they want to do with them. And, you know, now, unfortunately, if an injury, and if it's a knee, ACL, anything of that nature, you know, you're looking at at least eight months usually on that kind of thing. Six to eight months, if not sometimes even longer. And uh, so I think they, they're reevaluating him. It's definitely, hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully it's something where if, if, you know, a month or two would be a, a blessing in his case, they might be able to hide it with some backstage stuff and, and keep it kind of going in the meantime. But if it's anything significant, and it, I mean, that's going to be a huge blow for him just mentally because these kinds of things to get a push like that is, it, it doesn't happen every day. And, you know, whether they're, you know, the payoff for him would be on that, is whatever, however they want to use it, but it would probably result in him getting some pretty big paydays in a in a main event slot eventually until they they don't want to do it anymore, and so from that standpoint, it, it could be a huge blow from working your way up to that to you know sitting at home and making your downside with a hundred thousand dollar fine for the year, you know the opposite ends of the spectrum of what he can make financially. So hopefully right. it's all the best. 
and uh, he doesn't miss any time and, and whatnot. So, yeah, and we'll we'll know more on that soon. Uh, but those were the top stories of the week. Uh, a busy week as always. And and Ryback, thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. You know what, Raj? I did want to ask you one last thing. I was curious on your what is your take on the Bray Wyatt uh, Fire uh, Fly Funhouse deal? <laughs> so at first, uh, it just threw me off. I just I could not figure out what to think of it. Uh, but I love it. I think it's me too. Uh, I think it's the most entertaining thing on Raw, and it's weird because, you know, back in the Attitude Era, you wouldn't be like, tonight, another Val Venus uh, vignette you yeah. know, coming up later. And now this thing is stands out so much on the show uh, that, uh, you know, they're, they really promote it. So It's my favorite uh, thing on TV right now with that, with what they're doing. And it, I wanted to say, it, Bray, that the, the stuff we're seeing from Bray is how the owie-wowie and how that... <laughs> No joke. This is how we all we we joke around me and it, like talk like this backstage and have fun. Like, and it's crazy. He's taken his silly real life personality at times and put it into this character and made it work so well. But the reason why it's working so well is because it's part of his real life persona as far as the silliness of all of it mixed in with the Bray Wyatt character that he created all of this and. I just, I man, nothing just but compliments for me on this. I think he's the most compelling character on TV. And I want to just say this, that everybody, the feedback seems so positive on this. And he's not out there doing any dives or any flips or any wrestling. He's simple character development. I think this is a lesson for everybody in wrestling, just how important character development truly is. Right. My only concern is how they use him once he starts wrestling again. Uh, like if, is he, if, are they going to book him to start losing three weeks out, you know, and just kill all the momentum that he has. And that's, that's my only concern. I yeah. think Bray has been knocking it out of the park. He's been doing everything he can. Hopefully the company, uh, you know, goes, goes with it a hundred percent. And that's a great point as well is that, and this is where people, and this is WWE, you have something and it's working, you know, this could have flopped. And if, if it would have flopped, it flops. But it didn't, and it, it got a lot of momentum behind it. This is where people don't understand. This is on WWE, and they and we've had meetings on this, Raj, where they tried to come up and stand in front of all of us and said, guys, wins and losses don't matter. I got news for you. Wins and losses matter. People don't like losers. People like winners. And the whole sport is built around winning and losing. So, And if you got a guy, he's been off TV, and you bring him back, and he's, he's got this momentum with these vignettes, making vignettes cool again, and you have him start losing, you kill everything. This is the perfect time for them to now take Bray Wyatt and make him a marquee name, a megastar. And this is what I want everyone to be watching this because this is going to solely fall on WWE because Bray Wyatt has hit another home run yet again with this. And he did earlier on also when he, before they fed him to Cena and then took everything away. So I just want all wrestling fans to be watching this because it's not Bray Wyatt's fault. It will be WWE's fault if they don't pull the trigger on this once again. And that's all I want to say on that. So. Absolutely. And it, and it looks like he could be appearing on Raw this uh, on Monday night. So Good deal. Uh, we'll find out sooner than later how, how they use him. Awesome. Well, Raj, thank you very much. Anything you'd like to go ahead and plug this week? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, check out WrestlingInc.com. Uh, we have tons of interviews every week, uh, exclusives. Uh, this past week we had Ray Mysterio, um, uh, MJF uh, coming up this week. Uh, just uh, just a ton, of, a ton of content, so definitely check it out, WrestlingInc.com. Good deal, Raj. Well, guys, we're going to be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. 
and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. Summer is approaching fast and now is the time to not only get your diet on track, but also stock up on Feed Me More Nutrition. You can save 20% with discount code PODCAST20. Whether you're looking for long-lasting clean energy with our Wake Up Unlimited Energy, available in pink lemonade and our new green apple, melting fat off of Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner, or getting a great night's rest with our powerful all-natural GTS Go to Sleep. Feed Me More Nutrition has you covered with seven different products that contain no artificial colors or sweeteners and use more natural ingredients that work synergistically to give you the results you deserve. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Feed Me More. All right, we're back here. Guys, this week, uh, big, big shout out once again to Trevor at Smashworks and... Uh, such a positive, high-energy guy, and it was great to, to get to mix it up with him a little bit on here, and like I said, he's helped me um, by just the content that he puts out, and you know, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this all the time, on how help people, you give out stuff, you give it out for free, and uh because, like, for me, I could just tell you from my own personal experience and just seeing when I saw him putting out the content on YouTube. And obviously, guys, and people, <clears throat> you're going to make money on advertisements and, and everything. And then that's, he should, he should be making, uh, he, I know he probably is with everything. The, the guy's a doctor, he's uh, just an intelligent human being. Um, but he's putting out stuff to help people. And he doesn't charge. Nobody, it didn't cost me anything to come across his stuff on YouTube. And then it, I saw this, I was like, man, what a, this guy, great energy. He's putting out all these videos, helping people for free on this, this rehab stuff that you usually would have to go pay to, you know, and, and a lot of the, this stuff is so new too. A lot of the techniques and stuff that he, he's doing as far as with the, the different, you know, the bands and the lacrosse balls and the softballs and just all the stretches. He'd have to pay for that. And, and then I was like, I wonder if he has an Instagram. And I see he does. And then I didn't, that's where I found the softball trick for my, for my QL muscle on my back, which I've had people messaging me and, and buddy at the gym telling me how much it helped his back. And man, what a good feeling. What a good feeling. And it's, but it just helped people put, put stuff out there and uh, just, just, making people's lives better better and I'll forever be grateful for him and and I feel like I made a made a new friend in all of this and to get acquaintances and people you come across in life and you know I reached out and asked him to come on the show and you know and he said yes another that's another lesson you just take chances and just you know ask just do it the whole Nike thing and you know the worst someone's ever going to say is no 
but luckily I was able to get him on the podcast, and I, I hope you guys all give him a follow at Smashworks because he is uh, he's doing great things, and he actually, and again, kindness of his heart, <laughs> I had uh, reached out after, and I texted him, and I just, I kind of told him everything going on with my shoulder, because that's the last bit of this whole puzzle for me, and uh, going and, and getting the stem cells, and he wrote out a whole program for me on rehab for my for my right shoulder to get my shoulder and my lat and scapula region all back functioning properly. And uh, all I can say is thank you because it's uh, been years of uh, pain and misery and it's not fun being hurt. And it's really cool to meet good people. And that's somebody that uh, that I'd like to to keep, you know, and talk to you more and pick his brain because I can learn a lot from him and, you know, hopefully pass on some knowledge to people and help more people. And like we said last week, there's no bad that will come from being good. And if you know how to interpret that and take that, and that doesn't mean you let people walk all over you guys. And I see some of the comments sometimes people, they want to, if you want to complain, you want to complain. There's no, there's no bad that will come from, from doing good and being good guys. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And that's not my problem, but in my experience, it's, it's never a bad thing and whatnot. Um, uh, thanks to Raj Geary with Wrestling Inc., as always, for coming on. Ryan Satin, it's Father's Day. I actually got to go out, go eat with my father later, like I was mentioning, so wrapping this all up early in the morning here. But uh, shout out to our sponsors, Real Good Foods. You can save 15% with discount code RYBACK, realgoodfoods.com. Or is that Ryback? Discount code Ryback15, guys, at realgoodfoods.com. And Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. You see them. I post them on Instagram and on uh, Twitter there. You could uh, go to fuelmeals.com, and they get custom meals, steak, chicken. I get usually steak and chicken and vegetables and green green broccoli usually. And, uh, man, they come in handy. I'll eat, you know, usually one or two of them a day, especially when you're in a pinch for time, having a fridge full of those meals or just, you know, hell, just having a few at, at all times really, really, really can uh, save you when, you when you're on the go and food, you don't have time to sit there and, and cook a whole meal because as we know, that takes up a lot of time. And in today's world, that's one thing we don't, we don't have as, as much of whatnot. Shout out though to Wiretap Radio. Guys, give them a follow on Instagram in Twitter at Wiretap Radio, uh, the wrestling classic on Instagram and Twitter, a wrestling historian on Instagram and Twitter. These guys all help out with the podcast, and I am very, very thankful uh, to have working relationships with all of you guys. Thank you very much as we continue to grow and evolve. And with that, I think this week, guys, kind of the lesson of the week. I like kind of uh, sharing, you know, stuff as I'm learning it too, and or. Things are getting reinforced in my mind. And, you know, we talked about here the energy coach with Dr. Sue Mortar. And just so, so grateful that I got an opportunity to get her on the podcast. And a lot of messages you guys really enjoyed. She's been our, our highest rated episode here probably in the last year. And uh, the, the feedback on that, that episode has been great. And it, to me, it lets me know that there's a need for this sort of stuff um, and trying to help and motivate and just being open and honest and sharing my life out in the open too of what I'm going through as I've done all along on here and, and communicate with you guys. And I think a really important lesson 
is and something this book really opened my eyes to was we have to be so careful, you guys, of who we associate with and who we choose uh, to talk to and have conversations with and the energy that we put out there. Because if we look at this all as just energy and we have a choice, if we want to choose to feel good or feel bad, um, we're human beings, we're negative. We like to complain at times, right? But the problem is when we do that is we give that, we give attention to that energy and it grows and it, it carries over to other parts of our life. And it could really, really, really wreak havoc on us. And internally, uh, you know, like Dr. Sue said, we can be positive the majority of the time, but it's not having any effect because we're, we're putting this negative energy out there into other areas and we're not, we're not doing it as a whole. We, we really have to be conscious of this in today's world of, because there is so much negativity out there and being around us, we're being fed negativity with the media, the news, everything online and, and with people. And if we give that stuff any attention at all, we're not going to feel good. We're not. So we have to make a conscious effort to, okay, it exists, but you know what? And I, and Gary V, this is another thing I heard Gary talk about. He goes, I don't talk about my problems. And he said that in an interview. And I just said, I go, I would never would have paid attention to that before. But after reading this book, The Energy Codes, it just, it resonated with me and it just got through even further. I go, he doesn't talk about his problems. He doesn't give his problems any more energy than they need. The problems are going to be there. We know they exist. I have problems every day, business problems and things that come up, something that I see that bothers me. But the moment we choose to sit there and complain about it or to message our friend and say, Let, let's start about it, we're giving it energy. And it's not, it's not helping. We, we know what the problem is. We have to, like Dr. Seuss said, we have to metabolize that. We have to learn. And I've learned when I see something now and I get angry, because I do, and I'm honest. If I get 100 great comments, I'm happy. And I see that one bad one, I want to f- rip that person's head off. I want to reach through that screen. I want to grab them by the throat. And I want to f- beat their face just relentlessly, if I'm being honest. But I can't do that. And that doesn't do me any good. And I've had to learn because I have this anger in me. And I've had this anger in me since a very young age. And that anger has helped me tremendously in pro wrestling. Because I am able to tap into that anger. And I believe that's why people think I'm so believable. Because I do have this anger in me that exists. But I've had to learn to, okay, this isn't serving me outside of that. Outside of that. I need to do some self-reflecting. I need to look at how I, I process things. And I need to learn how to not get angry over things and not give these people power to make me angry. Why? And it's something I know we all deal with this. All of us do. And through this book, I've learned breathing. When I see a comment now and I get, I get angry and I and I'm straight up like furious. And what is the last few weeks, it's, it's gotten less and it's gotten less and it's gotten less and it's gotten less. Because what I do now is I just do some simple breathing techniques when I see it and I think and I, I look at that person and I just, and I feel empathy towards them and I, I try to feel compassion for them that, man, they must not be in a good place if that's how they're responding. And it's not easy because we hear people say this and you, you hear it all the time. And I had to go through all this stuff to learn how to process this, but it's the breathing and just kind of just slowing down. Not worried about responding. I'm sure probably going to block a lot of them still. Probably going to mute some of them so they don't know. But I don't let it bother me. 
And I don't feel, and I've, then I've learned for me too, responding back with love, I don't get angry because I feel like I did my part. And if that, and I could respond back with love and I can mute that person or I could block that person and it's over with. And I feel good. I don't, because I'm not responding back with hate with more hate. I'm not giving it more energy. I'm taking that negative energy and I'm now giving it a positive energy. So if you see me doing that at times, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing because it's for me. It helps me and to help them. And hopefully, in most people, maybe it won't get through to them, but maybe one out of a hundred, they realize and they, oh man, I was being an asshole. So it's, we got to be really careful, guys, what we choose to give our attention to at the end of the day and, and feeding into that negative energy and who we surround ourselves with. And, you know, like I said, we're better off not putting ourselves around anyone and just and learning and because we all have people that we think are our friends and <clears throat> you can't associate with people that like to complain or be negative and, and, and it's, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean that, you know, it just, we have to be very careful of this and I've learned this and I've known this forever. And sometimes things just get happen because, you know, you get somebody and you, you get in the habit of complaining to each other. You're just feeding negative energy and it doesn't matter about the positives. It doesn't matter at all because that negative energy has taken over and you're growing and it, it take, carries over into other elements of your life and you don't even realize that you have to really be conscious and say, you know what? I can't have this at all. I can't talk about this at all. It, it doesn't benefit. It doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit them. I have to only do and think about what makes me feel good. And we have to make a real conscious effort of, effort of it. It's not easy. It's not easy at all, but it, again, that whole habit thing of, of 21 days, three weeks, it gets a lot easier. You do it a day, you do it a day, you do it a day, and before you know it, you're not complaining at all, and you're catching yourself when you, when you stop doing it and become very, very conscious of this. You won't, you'll see, because it's going to happen, guys. We're going to do it, and you're going to, I catch myself daily still, and I, and I go, and I'm, I'm going to send a text to somebody, and, it, and I go, oh, wait a second. I don't need to send this. Why am I even talking about this? I've already addressed this problem. It's not even a problem anymore, but I'm trying to make it a problem still by talking about it more. And I delete the text and, I, and then I send something else that, that makes me feel good. That's an entirely different thing. And I think we, it's being self-aware again on all of this. And um, to sum this all up though, I'm all over the place sometimes. We all know this, guys. We want to surround ourselves with good people that, that motivate us and uplift us and because there's so many good people out there that do. And I think we have to kind of take a look and just who you, who you have yourself around with. And it, it could be a family member. And it happens. A lot of people have ne very negative family members that do nothing that discourage them and, and bring them down. And you got to really, 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 when you're young, you have no, you have no choice and you're relying on your parents, you know, for support and it sucks, but you're conscious of it and you can try to control it as much as you can. And you know, you got to be self-aware of this and try to help them even. Because they need help. They need it. And you're not always going to be able to get through. And it sucks when it is your family and whatnot, guys. But it's very important, I found. And positive conversations, not giving our problems any more energy. Because we all have problems. Every single one of us. There's not one person on this earth that, that you know, the rock. The rock is killing it, right? Rock has problems every single day. But we don't see the rock going and talking about his problems. Because he knows it's not going to help serve him or those around him. It's not going to make him feel better. So, and Gary V, he doesn't talk about his problems. And it's something I'm really, I look back and I, I saw, and I had to, I, I too, for me, it's been therapy, like they said, this podcast in a way of getting stuff out and whatnot. But I was like, okay, we got to stop talking about the problems. And sometimes you do interviews and I did some wrestling interviews and they do ask questions and you got to be honest and direct. 
<clears throat> but there's a way to do it in a more positive way. And you, you want to be very careful because the moment it comes across as complaining, it's a negative energy. And you never want to do that. Never. So I'm still learning. I'm trying to get better every single day and whatnot. And that's what it's hopefully helps some of you out there too. And uh, we all continue to grow and improve and motivate each other. And because it's just more fun. It's more fun. Good quote I saw too was, how do you expect people to be happy for you if you don't show that you're happy for others? And I, I really got to thinking about that when I saw that. I go, wow, that's powerful. Because sometimes you just get in your own world and you're just so focused on what your goals are and what you're doing that just sometimes just reaching out and some great job, man, awesome. You did great. You must feel all, what a great thing you're doing. Goes a long ways, really does. And then in that, it, it means a lot to people. And, and when you do something good and then you get that reinforcement, it makes you feel good. Oh man, people actually took a moment to actually respond to that. So it's my lessons of the week this week on that guys. But with that, wrap up this week's episode, do a few plugs here, hit that classical music editor, Mike guys for all fan mail, uh, please send to PO box seven, five, two, seven, four, zero. Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Just please uh, send a self-addressed envelope and postage. And guys, I always, I get to that usually every every week or every other week. Swing by and pick it all up and uh, get that out to you guys. So if you want it, if you buy an 8x10 and you send it to me, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> it's the Black Lung Pop. The, uh, I get those back to you guys. My way of just saying thank you. I love reading your letters, knowing that uh, you guys still care all around the world. Always, which makes me smile when I get a letter from China, Japan, Australia, all around the world, the UK, Canada. Just, it's a cool feeling, Mexico, that you have people worldwide uh, after three years that still care, love what you're doing, and uh, would like to see you back doing your thing. So thank you, guys. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash Ryback, Amazon Merchandise, for Feed Me More Nutrition, the big guy Ryback is available on Amazon under Feed Me More Nutrition t-shirts or Ryback t-shirts or the big guy Ryback t-shirts on that. Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. You can save 20% with this from this podcast with Podcast 20 on feedmemore.com. So if you're thinking about trying our supplements, all natural supplements, guys, sweetened with stevia, it's uh, we're growing, growing by the week. Month over month, month after month, year after year. And it is, uh, I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Really trying to do something great with all of this and tying this all together. And uh, it makes me feel good to be able to help people and see people losing weight and getting in shape with my Feed Me More Nutrition products. Something that I'm so passionate about that have helped me tremendously uh, throughout my career. So thank you guys for supporting Feed Me More Nutrition. Personal video shout outs by myself. Cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. As always, my motivational book sitting right back there. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon in paperback, Audible, and Kindle format. And I did do the reading for that as well, guys. So it is my my book and my voice. I recorded it in here, actually, when we did that, or with my podcast unit in this actual room before I built my podcast studio, I should say. Uh, pro wrestling bookings, guys, signings, comic cons right now. Uh, Book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barons at showbiz, S H O W B I S at AOL.com. 
Bill can help you there, get you get everything all set up. Uh, trying to do some more signings here in the upcoming months until I'm ready to go back to wrestling. Hopefully, end of the year, beginning of the year next year, we will kind of see how that all plays out timing-wise as far as that goes. Fuelmeals.com, 15% with discount code, the big guy, Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. And follow us on social media, guys. We got our YouTube channel up and running. If you could please go and if you listen to this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash channel, Ryback TV. Guys, we got audio. Uh, we got all the video clips of this show every week. So if you're listening to the audio, you say, what does it look like in video? Go to Ryback TV. You can see me. What's up, guys? Right there here uh, recording the podcast every week. We got clips and we got the full we got the full uh, video on there as well. Give me your feedback. If you can give me a like and a subscribe on there. We just hit, we got, we got it professional running it now. We just hit 10,000 subscribers here. And it again, I didn't realize how important YouTube was and it, the, the feedback has been great. I love your guys' responses on everything, being engaging with the videos. I see them. I trust me. I, I listen to you guys. If you see something you don't like and I see it's a common thing. Now, if it's one person just complaining, we're not really going to take anything. But if I see there, there's something where multiple people, you know, don't like something, we're going to take that into account. We're gonna, How can we improve this? Because that's what I do. You have to. And, you know, eventually I'd like to get another side camera, have a side shot in here as well for the YouTube. We're going to be bringing more guests in here and, and having people come in because the, the people want to see the guest in studio as much as I like doing them over the phone. And convenience-wise, when people are out of state, we got to do that. But we're going to, and I got the TV here for that so you could still see them. But getting some people in here as we continue to progress and, and evolve the show. Also, guys, tell me who guests you want on this show. Send me some feedback. Whether it's in the YouTube comments or hit me up at the big guy at feedmemore.com. Give us your feedback, some guests you want, and we'll, we'll try to reach out and get. We're, we're, we're trying to have everybody. I'm hopefully going to have Chris Bell coming on. We're going to try to get CT Fletcher. That rescheduled. That's a big one that I and love CT and, and nothing but love and support to that guy. He's doing great things and getting him on here. And if you know, get some more pro wrestlers, you know, having Wes Briscoe going to come on. We're going to reach out and try to get some others uh, as time goes on and kind of keep a balance of guests. Doctors health, doctors, health and fitness professionals, wrestlers uh, is a show to, to give you kind of a mix of everything here. And I'm the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram, Ryback22 on Twitter. And uh, check us out, guys, at Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram. Count got deactivated uh, for me pretending to be me last week, but it's all going to work out. Instagram, I have full faith that they're going to realize that I am me. It has been my account from the beginning. As of now, I don't think it's been reinstated, but hopefully by the time this comes on, it is uh, reinstated on that. And feed me more nutrition, guys, on Instagram as well. Thank you guys for listening, as always. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. Feed me more. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment,